All right, we can start it whenever. Okay. Wrong button, but cool. <laughs> Is it this one? Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first Flat Tire Factory podcast brought to you from the MX Connection studio. Uh, this podcast is made possible by Flat Tire Factory, RNN Recycling, Perfect Structure, and of course, MF, MX Connection. If you have any questions or guests that you want to see on the podcast, you can email us at flattirefactory at gmail.com. Boys. What's up? We're here. Episode one, boys. Yeah. Woo. Uh, we'll kind of go around the room here. We got four dudes with us. Oh, Gage. Phone ringing. Phone 30 ringing. seconds into the first episode, dude. You're close, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm trying to call. Okay, well, first off, Gage Molman. How's it going, guys? I'm the owner of MX Connection, and uh, we're here in Rapid City, South Dakota, having a good time going to races and having fun. Um, I think everybody knows Gage. Yeah, Most man, anybody with a dirt bike sure. who tries to go fast around here, they know Gage. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know anybody that doesn't. Yeah. If you don't know Gage, do you even ride dirt bikes? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, in the corner, we got Dusty Gardner. Yes, sir. Dusty Gardner. What's up, Dusty? How you doing, bud? Doing good. Doing good. Welcome to episode one, bud. Gracias. And then, captain's chair. What's up? Mike Neal. <laughs> the voice going? of the indoor races. I am the voice of the indoors. I kind of forget about that every once in a while. But you do very good at it. Thanks, man. You do I, very good. I comment every time. <laughs> I said I comment every time to Stephanie. Like, I don't know how he does it. He doesn't yeah. even read his, his clipboard. Yeah. I don't doesn't, know how you doesn't look at his clipboard for every class. Memorizes all the numbers. It's that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a weird Mac to have, but I guess I have it. <laughs> it's cool. Okay, so tonight we're going to go over um, the December indoor race. We're going to go over my sweet dismount. Some of you guys don't know, I'm sitting in a cast right now. We're going to talk about the pro class a little bit. We'll get to our flat tire factory tire poppers, which is some 30-second rants on some things we don't like in moto. Um, this podcast is a nonprofit podcast. Everything, every sponsor, every gear we sell, look out for gear. FlatTireFactory.com's dropping soon. I've been working on it. Showed the boys. We're going to have some stuff for the ladies. I got some leggings done. Yeah. I know my wife is going to be stoked about those leggings. Dude. Yeah, she's going to be running them. I showed I showed Kelsey, and she was like, are you, like, ordering them now? Are you buying them now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anything we sell, any of our sponsors, if you're um, – that will all go back into local writing, whether that's track support, whether that's um, some track maintenance or getting events going. It's all going back. This Which is, is – which is pretty dang cool. <clears throat> you know, that'd be good. It's kind of something that we need around here, you know, not just a track, but some people actually supporting a track around here. Absolutely. Something. The need for it's bad right now. <clears throat> oh, it's 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 bad right it's now. So that's cool. All that's gonna go back to you guys. So if you are interested in sponsoring, go ahead and email us flattirefactor.com. We can go over that with you. Um, buy some gear. It's gonna be sweet. Be on the lookout for flattirefactory.com. Uh, we'll start with uh, Dusty. We're going to go through a little background here and get to know everybody so you know who's talking. We'll start with Dusty. Dusty. Yes, sir. Where are you from, bud? Sacramento, California. How are you in Rapid City, South Dakota? Oh, family. <laughs> my mom's side. My dad's side's still there. 
Um, I moved back, actually, a little after high school. And then that's actually where I did all the BMX stuff. Okay. What does BMX stuff mean? Like the freestyle? Free- yeah, go over it. Well. Because you're not tapping on that you rode professional BMX. Well, so I, during the recession, <laughs> I moved back for some stupid reason. What year is that? 08. 08, 2008. Okay. Yeah, around, around 2008, 2007 ish yeah and it was to the point where i applied at walmart for a job and could not get a job Dang. so all i did was ride like shows at walmart right <laughs> backflip in the baby aisle no i just wanted to get a job <laughs> at walmart because <laughs> you know it was during the recession i moved to california the worst state ever to move right. during that time and uh ended up getting hooked up with a bunch of dudes riding all the time and they knew people that knew people and I ended up going to contests and winning some money to actually get by and keep riding. I mean, it wasn't much, but that's kind of cool. I that blew my mind when you said you're from Sacramento, California. I had no clue. Yeah, did but, you just know that now? Did yeah, you figure uh, that out now. Just learned that today. But <laughs> I, I lived here most of my life. To be fair, you're like you're like Rapid City's Twitch. To be honest with you. Because people, when people talk to me, they just want to know what you're doing. Like, I've literally had people message me on Facebook saying, are you and Dusty riding? No one asked me if I'm going riding. They're like, is Dusty riding? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I do know, but I'm not going to tell you. Weird story about that. Um, I was in Sturgis, the rally, and this is before I even got into dirt bikes. Some lady came up to me, asked me if I was Twitch, and, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And yeah. they asked me to take a picture with him. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah. Shit you not. That's when uh, Josh is with me, Josh Walker, and he just, he ran off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you, are you so, Twitch? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not bad. So she That's has pretty a picture cool. of me. <laughs> some, <laughs> ran, some random dude she'd been showing her kids. Yeah. This guy runs freestyle. She's like, oh, my God, are you Twitch? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, just here <laughs> for the rally. <laughs> Sees you get into your one-ton dually. <laughs> so when did you switch from uh, BMX to motocross? Well, I stopped for probably a good 10 years and then like fell into dirt bike somehow. And then uh, actually Ryan Gear and Eric Johnson got me more into it. They'd always take me out. And that was when I was on chemo, of all things, and kind of drug me out of my slump. So nice. I, I just got into it and got... Addicted to the progression, so. Did you were in chemo? Like yeah, I was doing chemo therapy. You had cancer? No, it's it's a autoimmune disease called pianka vasculitis. Oh dang! So like the inflammation of my blood vessels in my kidneys will make my kidney shut down. Dang, that's intense. So I had to go through a bunch of bullshit with that, and then kind of a lot of depression goes with that. Yeah, I with the meds. See that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's sure. nasty. So dirt bikes brought me out of that, which was cool. That hey, was dirt cool. bikes. What bike are you on now? KTM. Oh, I better turn that up, dude. Again. <laughs> yeah. There you go, boys. That's one for the orange team. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dusty's obviously our sponsor. Not obviously, but he is our sponsor for Perfect Structure. Frames houses. Builds yep. houses. Done everything with a house, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You've done it all. Done it all. You're just framing right now, right? Yep. That's my bread and butter. Um, what kind of, what's your favorite ride? You kind of do a little bit of everything, but favorite rider? Riding. Oh, riding. Uh, favorites, uh, free riding for sure. Digging jumps. 
Yeah, or finding just natural stuff. Tracks are fun. They make me learn, but I it's not. I'm too old to pump laps. I don't like it. It's hard. To I'm pump lazy. Laps. Yeah, I like I like big jumps, like natural stuff. It's cool, dude. That stuff you were hitting this weekend was pretty sweet on your Instagram. Man, I, I love it. I showed him one of those jumps, and when I watched it, because I've hit it a bunch of times, I watched it. I'm like, that's not the same jump. There's no way, because he was going like probably 15 feet further than I've ever gone on it. But when I, you know, when I do stuff, I go straight up in the air, tap an airplane, and then come down. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty harsh when you go too high. Yeah, it's harsh when you go that high. All right, what's your biggest pet peeve? It doesn't have to be moto. Ooh. Uh, let's do not moto. Stupid people. <laughs> what's everybody's pet peeve? Straight up stupid people. Like common sense. Like loose cannons? Yeah. Just don't be stupid. <laughs> Well, like if we're that. talking about Dusty, we got to talk about how good his bike always looks. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm going to mute you, dude. I hate <laughs> Fresh. I hate it. Always. He had, what year was your Cowie? 14. He had a 14 Cowie, okay? We're at the races. <laughs> I had a brand new 10 hours on it, 18, and it was still, it was still, it might have been 2019, but the bike's in 18. It's brand new, sitting there, sparkling, shine. People would straight up walk by mine and then stop at this <laughs> clapped out freaking 400 pound 14 cow and be like is that your bike dude I, I just I almost knock like 10 people out i'm like get out of here it's not even your pit oh, i love it i love watching your face i hate it dude and like, it's not like my bikes look bad because no. they, they most the time they Yours look pretty clean. good yeah, but good everyone's like dude whose bike is that? i'm like leave <laughs> leave now you know what i like about dusty well your bike now anyway <clears throat> you took all that orange garbage off, and you replaced yeah. oh it, dude. And that God. just makes bikes look so much better. Yeah, I can't do the orange. Nobody can. I'll That's never terrible. buy. I'll never buy an orange frame again. That's what everyone says. They're like, "It'd be cool if it didn't have orange." I'm like, "The frame's orange. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. Sell it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, Dusty hit a freestyle ramp for the first time not too long ago. Yes, I did, and that was that was an experience, gnarly. say the least. Yeah, it was. It's not conventional ramp though. It was a popper, yeah. Yeah. That thing was gnarly. Watching from the ground, I like I peed a little bit every time someone went off. After (laughs) six times hitting that, my back started hurting bad. That's why Alex quit hitting it. He's like, Yeah, my wrists are toast. Yeah. Alex McPherson? Yeah. 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 You just G out too hard. I looked at that thing and then I was there the same day, and I didn't want anything to do with it. I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I'm taking my helmet off. Like, yeah. yes, I'll watch. No. Nope. Alex hit it. I'm like, God damn it. Everybody's <laughs> hitting this thing. I'm going to try it now. <laughs> Helped I had a Clamato on me. <laughs> yeah, you about have to, looking at that Chuck thing. Clamato. Like, my gosh. It. I was so glad I had it out when I did, because that's when well, that's when everybody started hitting it. was right after I left on I'll check out the Instagram tomorrow. Yeah. I bet I'm you still going would've. to work today. <laughs> I bet you would. It was, it was actually super safe. Super safe. Yeah, I could see that. Step up. The the, the yeah. landing was was pretty legit. You know, it's well the nice top of it is too, yeah. thirty feet up, so mm-hmm. like you can really just case the shit out of it and be fine. I think right. it was dudes hauling at it in third gear, and then just wow, jock, and you're like, wow, yeah, third it, gear. It looked ramp. like a springboard from like a gymnastics. Like they'd just be hauling, and it looked like they shot out of a can and straight up into the air. Well, yeah, most freestyle yeah. ramps are second gear. <clears throat> yeah, it was like. And it, it looked like a lot. No, of everyone, third. everyone said third hard. Yeah, you're rolling into it third pretty heavy. Yeah. And let alone when you get to it, you really got to crack it. Yeah. 
So you got to lean back, kind of. It was so nasty. And the dudes that, like, would get all the way over, you would never see them land. Because they land on the other side of the oh, mountain, yeah. you know, and you're like, they're gone. They could have died, and we wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they made it. <laughs> yeah, is it this guy's turn? Is that guy done? Yeah, it was a good time. Colton Sheets on, dude, that was funny. Because yeah, everybody had hit it, and he was, like, fixing it and stuff. And he jumps out of the skid steer, gets all his stuff on. He's like, I got to go get warmed up. Leaves, right? And then, like, all these dudes are hit. You don't see him for, like, 15 minutes. Because he, he's, like, the only dude on a two-stroke. All of a sudden, you hear from the mountains. Just, hurt, hurt, hurt. All of a sudden, in the parking lot. Hurt, 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 hurt. Right over. I'm like, where did he come from? Just out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. That's how he is, man. He's a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Mike Neal. What's going on, Mike Neal? What's up? Our announcer. Welcome to uh, episode one. Yeah, dude, finally. Uh, what is this? This is kind of episode 1.5. Yeah, I didn't like our first try very much. I think yeah. you were just freshly hurt, you know, and it was just kind of... Exhaust hangovers. Yeah. Yeah, it was right after that raise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you from Rapid, Mike? No, Not dude. Rapid. I was actually born in Leed. Then I grew up in Sturgis. Where's so mine? Really didn't travel that far. <laughs> Gage was born in Leeds, weren't no, you? No, Deadwood. Oh, <laughs> got him. All right. Shoot, I might have been born in Deadwood too, actually. Is there a hospital in Leeds? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so I was born in Deadwood. Yeah, that's better. Oh, same thing. Central City. Gotta give a right to At the Sinclair. You want the. Nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. That's reserved for certain things. But no, uh, born in Deadwood, raised in Sturgis. Pretty much grew up. My whole life in Sturgis, and then any free time I had, I was pretty much at Gage's shop. When did you get a bike? Uh, I was like seven or eight years old. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I rode my nephews out at um, Ormond Dam, actually. just He just had it out there one time. I rode it once and then never quit bugging my old man about it, and then he finally broke down and bought me one. What was it? It's a DS80, a little Suzuki 80, oil-injected, headlight, taillight, the whole nine yards. Sick. Dude, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> if I could find that bike today, I'd buy it back. Don't you wish you never got rid of your first one? I do, yeah. But if, if the mini bike counts, I still have my first one. Oh, really? Like the 1970s steel frame mini bikes, you know? Was that the first bike you ever rode? Yep. There you go. Yeah. I still have it. Still runs. Hauls. Mm-hmm. We literally didn't know anything about dirt bikes, though. Like, I remember my old man straight up pouring um, motor oil on the air filter and <laughs> working it in, dude. See, I was wondering if you're born into it. You <laughs> no. know what I mean? No, no, so. we were just completely clueless and had no clue. And then, you know, you get into it a couple of years, people help you out. And yeah. like you've That's where the it. Suzuki thing came from. Yeah, dude. The first one. Yeah. They're probably good back then, though. Great now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for the oh. I know which one it is, too. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. Okay. So, uh, kind of writing do you do? Uh, track guy, dude. Freaking uh, track rat. Yeah, I'm not a not a woods rider. That's for sure. That stuff frustrates me. It's not too bad if you like ride a trail or something, but I'm not all about trashing my bikes. And you got to have like hills. two bikes to do it. Too. Yeah, you kind of do. Because like motocross bikes are miserable in the woods. A little mm. bit, yeah. I think they are. My clutch hand's about to fall off <laughs> 10 minutes into it. I was like, isn't this fun? I'm like, this is great. <laughs> but get a recluse. No, mostly tracks, dude. I just loved racing. I still love racing. Super, super involved in it. When did you start racing? 
uh, a year after we got our first bike. We started racing. Um, so it would have been 2003, I believe. Won my second race ever. You did? Yeah, buddy. Mini non class what, at that's the fair. That's what fueled it. <laughs> yeah. Like, this stuff, this isn't so hard, is it? Yeah, it's not so bad. At the fair, well, even. My very first race, my old man put me in the 85C class. I got smoked, dude. I got worked <laughs> over by all those two strokes because I was on a TTR 125 then. And then uh, we, our second race, he put me in the mini non comp class. I put a hurting on those kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, where I shine. Until the third race that we went to, and Robbie Denhoff broke my ankle for me. So, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Yeah, yeah. He went straight instead of turned right. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's called block passing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you have now? What's your bike now? RMZ 450, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting to push that. I think you're. Car. I think you're the only dude I know that grown up that has a Suzuki, dude. So what year is your arm? It's a 18. But sad thing is, he'll ride it better than us. Oh, my God, I know. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I can keep giving him crap about it. Because he'll spank us. You know they look good. Jealousy will get you nowhere, Chris. You know, if you got all that yellow off, yellow, your yellow is like, like orange yellow. to me. If I you got all that yellow off of it, it would be cool. Like you, that husky you were showing me. Yeah. That those, Rockstar husky. Those huskies are sweet. Yeah. It's 21s. You guys seen that? I'll pull it up. But they, yeah. they look super good. But you just, I think uh, I was going to sell my bike. Uh, I'm pretty much done racing, clopped out knees and all that good jazz. But I think I'm just going to build it up this winter, make it look sweet. You don't have to race it. Mike Lafferty told me you're going to the Vet Nationals. Ooh, are you? I want to. I think that would be sweet. I would have to race the plus 30 class, though, and that is still fast. Where it's is plus that? 25. Or plus 25, yeah. It wasn't it's this in, one, was it? No. It's in uh, Glen Helen, oh, California. That'd be a fun track. But Yeah, Mike Lafferty goes every year, and he uh, told Mike that he could uh, bring his bike down for him so Mike could just fly down, race, and fly back, and then he'd haul his bike for him. You may as well. I know, dude. That's what I'm thinking, too. But <laughs> <laughs> I typed in Rockstar Husky Black, and it gave me sick rams. <laughs> Even if it looked like that. Yeah, that's not bad. You just got to get all that yellow and what, yellow and blue. I saw a kit that were, I was going to show you. I'm going to get the flow yellow, though. <clears throat> I want to do, like, flow yellow front number plate and front fender. And then shrouds. And then from back number plates back, I'm going to do black. With uh, red and blue accents every once in a while. And then, dude, I really want a Bill's pipe, too. They have some sweet four-stroke exhausts. I think I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, they look yeah. sweet. They have a blackout edition too. That You'll looks get really it. good. Yeah, right. let me check it. And see, what's up? So, uh, what do you do for work, Mike? Uh, we got a scrapyard in Sturgis, <coughs> R and N Recycling. R and N Recycling. Yep, pretty bringing much. you Mike Neal. Yeah, bringing you the Flat Tire Factory podcast, kind of too, a little bit. Nailed it. Yeah, we're sponsoring. Nailed that. it. Sponsoring. But yeah, <laughs> no, I love my job, dude. I've I grew up in a scrapyard pretty much, and. I've loved it. I've loved it ever since I started hanging around there when I was a little kid. It's a weird love, but I'm glad you like your job. Yeah, for sure. You don't work if you love what you do, right? That's right. Just I, kidding. It's still work. I figure you do anything for <laughs> you do anything cars. for 40 years, you're not going to like it. Yeah, that's probably true. But uh, Biggest pet peeve, not moto. Dude, non-moto, biggest pet peeve. 
when people smack their gum in their mouth or chew their food with their mouth open. Dude, you took mine, and I'm mad about it. Oh, man. Doesn't that just drive you insane, though? It's like... Makes my hand twitch. <sighs> Me too. Makes my <laughs> brain twitch. <laughs> well, you took mine and I don't freaking have one. I'm not even mad about it. It's mine too. I hate that. That's Dude, weird. I'll get That's into it. I'll get into it on mine. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, the owner. Gage Molman, MX Connection. What's going on, Gage? How's it going, guys? Welcome to number one. Absolutely. It's awesome. Where are you from? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is it somewhere in North Dakota? No. <laughs> Because that's where most of the Molman clan resides, I think. Absolutely, yeah. There's a bunch of them up there. Yeah. On the border. But I yeah, work no, with dudes that are related to you that you guys don't even know each other. You're like, yeah. My, he's like, yeah, my mom was a Molman. Yeah. Yeah. They're everywhere. All over. Yep. <clears throat> um, no, I was born and raised in Deadwood. <sighs> Button. <laughs> Boys, Button. Sorry, Gage. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Deadwood's cool. The gold diggers. Yeah. No, that's it's good. I had a good, you know, I started riding when I was three years old, four years old on a little PW50. And we'd go trail riding and rode with my dad and my older brother quite a bit and cousins. So, like, your was your parents into it? Like, you born into it? Yeah, my dad. Yeah. Yep. Did, and, and my older brother. I mean, they were all really into it. Did your old man ever race gauge or not really? No, he just rode. Just passion for it, though, or yep. just okay. I mean, he still rides street bike and still doesn't have any dirt bikes anymore. He has a KLR six hundred and fifty dual sport, but tank, yeah, land yacht, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, we got into it at a young age, and you know, we had hand me down bikes, and I started off on a little PW, and then went to a KDX eighty, and then kind of worked up from there. So, um, MX connection. How? When did that start? In 2006. How did that start? We moved back from Boise. You know, I, I left for a while and then uh, moved back from Boise. And I was looking for work and really wanted to start up a motorcycle shop. But really didn't know if that was going to take off or not. And then uh, the more I looked for work, the more I realized, like, that what we're going to do. You know, we had a little extra money from selling our house. And so we took that money and put it towards the shop. What did you do before that? A machinist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. As a machinist for, well, since about in the 90s, you know, 97, 98. Yeah. And did that. It was good. You know, that's why I really learned about tolerances and why things need to be, you know, certain ways and yeah, the close tolerances. And that really played into dirt bikes because uh, with suspension and motor building, you need to know what your tolerances are and why they need to be there and what's in play. That's also where our high-class uh, microphone stands came from. Oh, yeah. So check that we out. had a, yeah. in case you guys are wondering, you know you're not, how long did we battle the microphones falling off the table? Dude, that first whole, <laughs> was it two hours that we tried the first time? It was just us trying to keep the booms on the table. I caught the one. Do you remember that? It fell and I yeah. caught it right put it the ground. That was like, back when you had two arms. Well, no, yeah. <laughs> Like, what are we doing here? Can't even get the mics on the table. Okay, so what do you got now for a bike? Uh, I'm still riding a YZ252 stroke. I don't know what button to hit for that. It's the righteous button. Yeah, Is it? All right, dude. cool, cool, cool. Two-stroke life is the life to be. Oh, my gosh. So much know. work. Yeah. It's so much work. And I've had a lot of four-strokes. My last four-stroke was a 2015 Honda 450. 
really liked that bike. It was really good. Um, the suspension, I had to tailor it a lot to get it to where I liked it. But I finally found a setting I liked. Um, and then decided to move on and just keep the old two-stroke. I've had that bike. I bought it in 2008, right after I broke my femur. And then uh, been enjoying it ever since. It's yep. been a great bike. Isn't that bike an 09 that you got late in 08? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's been a great bike. It's been through the mill. It's got a lot of hours on it. I'm guessing probably well over 700 hours. Dang. We, we just got to get you back on it. I know. Um, we invite you to ride all the time, and you're like, oh, no, my second removed cousin from Mexico <laughs> sister twisted her ankle so and they're building a wall we so. have to weed whack their cousin's lawn <laughs> <laughs> all all weekend well maybe if dusty asked him to go ride oh that's probably that, it i haven't yet yeah. Yeah. that's what it is i bet that's the cuz i've been well i told him dusty was going <laughs> no he's got to hear it from dusty usually that gets people in the truck like no. who's going i'm like me and dust in <laughs> in when I've been racing and riding for a lot of years, and I, I'm a track rider, I do enjoy play riding, and I do enjoy trail riding, but I don't do it that much. Mainly, I'm a track rider. I, I enjoy busting out laps, because you can see the progression, you know. That's the nice thing about track riding. You know, one time you show up, and it's like, man, I'm struggling with this stuff. And the next time you show up, it's like, it's not so bad. And all of a sudden, now it's easy. And it's amazing how fast that develops and when you're doing track it just seems like you can really see the progression in your corner speed and jumping and all the aspects of, of riding where trail riding is like yeah you know i mean you can go fast you can just bebop along yeah you know farmingdale it's fun you can go to farmingdale and ride for eight hours and never get tired but you go on a track and go four laps hard, and you're like, ah, this is a, <laughs> this is a lot of work. Load it up. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. yeah. It's just different. You learn faster in tracks. Yeah. A yeah. lot faster. We have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That or you get left behind. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the grind of like, you know, because we're going into wintertime or whatever. So then springtime, like everybody's riding a lot, working out, getting in shape. Like I, I truly do enjoy. I hate working out. Absolutely hate it. But I do enjoy the progression and the grind of of getting ready to go race. Well, when you have that one person that you know you should be able to beat, and you go get beat by them one weekend, it motivates you so <laughs> yep. hard. I mean, that's that Monday in the gym's easiest. Yes, <laughs> it's just like yep, I'm mad, I'm angry, I don't want to lose again. Yeah, I totally yeah, get it. it. It it changes, you know, your perspective, and it's like okay, I know I can't get beat by that guy again, and it. Even if you respect him as a rider, it's just something inside of you like, I shouldn't be beat by that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so you go push harder, you learn more, and you train. It, it forces you to train hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I was riding bicycle to the shop every day. I was training at night after work. You know, when I was racing hard, I, it was just to the grind. I mean, everything I did, I was like, how is this going to make me better on a bike? You mm-hmm. know? What age did you stop riding or racing? That was a couple, what was it, probably? Three years ago, four years ago? Yeah. Where I quit racing hard. I still, yeah. like I did the verticross last year. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Dude. Or, I guess it was this year. All three of you guys need to go do that verticross, dude. It this is such sounds, a good time. So It's like doing fun. a whole shot over and over and over. So much fun. It's, it is a lot Is there of fun. whoops? No. no whoops. All right, good, I'm in. <laughs> 
That's all you got to tell me. There's a double right out of the gate, though. Ooh. <laughs> Too but soon. My commitment's soon. gone way down. <laughs> and it's not that bad. Like, well, you just seat balance it. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> you got to decide before you get to it. <laughs> the Lord told me not to hit that double. That Vertacross oh, yeah. was a lot of fun. It's basically like, you know, one-on-one, and you're doing a whole shot, and it's all the way up the hill. And the first one to cross over, they got cameras at the end. So you can really see what's going on. If, if you don't agree, you can go back and look at the footage. And I think they have timers. I don't think they have cameras, do they? Yeah, so last year, they said they had cameras. Oh, really? If you had a dispute, if you thought that you actually beat the guy. That'd be me every race. He'd be like six bikes ahead of me. I'm like, <laughs> no, you guys are full of it. <laughs> that was me all day. But it's fun because it's lit up at night and, you know, it's during the rally. It's a, it's a really good time. It's a good venue. It, they did a good job this year. Yeah. It's, it's a, and it's a fun event, too. It's like, super fun. As a rider, like, you just have a good time. Yeah. I, I, I never did it until this year because I always thought, eh, it just seems kind of. But, man, once I did, I was like, this, this is a blast. I entered three classes, this double elimination, so I thought, well, minimum, I go up the hill six times. I end up going to the hill, like, 30 times. Because <laughs> if you get knocked in the loser's bracket, you got to, like, work twice oh, as hard to yeah. get back up. And yeah. You know, there's times you're just running back to back. Not weird? The more you win, the less you ride? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did you notice your clutch getting weak? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, me too. Oh, man, I was yeah. rolling that thing like crazy. Yeah, especially when you got back to back, stuff gets hot. Yeah. But no, it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Ezra was in it. I never got to go against him, but uh, everyone had a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, biggest pet peeve. I'm curious. Okay, you do yours first, then I'm going to ask you another one. Off of bikes? Off bikes, yeah. Um, Probably just... I'm pointing at the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably just... Uh, you know, people being disrespectful, I guess, you know, just um, not respecting rather equipment or, you know, elders or whatever. <laughs> just, you know, people that are. Uh... What's your biggest shop pet peeve? Not like, oh, I got to have this here. I got to have this here. Like people coming in. Dirty dirt bikes. Dirty dirt bikes. <laughs> They're to clean dirt. your bikes before it gets worked on. Yes. Guys. Or just clean them in general. Yeah. It helps. It does. Yeah. They don't like being dirty. Mm-mm. Well, and I tell people all the time, when you're washing a bike, don't just deadhead wash it. When you're washing a bike, inspect it. Look at things. Hey, there's a missing bolt. There's something loose. You know, something doesn't look right. You can learn a lot just while you're washing the bike. Like, hey, you know, I'm missing some stuff. I need to fix some things. You know, you can inspect it as you wash it, and it uh, really saves you a lot in the long run. Yeah. Wash your bikes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll help. Do you have anybody that tries to hide things from, like, uh, remember the first time I was ever in your store? And his store was literally the size of this room, <laughs> plus a garage. <laughs> like, it really wasn't that big. And it was the first time I was ever in there, and we had ordered a full exhaust system from him. Well, Gage went to the back to go find it. Well, I seen it, or maybe Michael Cook pointed saw it. it. Yeah, I saw it. And maybe, or maybe Michael Cook Frickin pointed it. Freaking got him. <laughs> Freaking got him. But... I took and hood, hid my uh, exhaust system from Gage, and he was looking frantically everywhere for this thing. And this was literally the first time I'd ever met him. Well, it was like a $1,000 exhaust system. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find it because Mike hid it. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool. Do you ever have people like that anymore, though, like to just have fun and like mess around with you a little bit? Uh, I think that's the only time that's ever happened. Really? Yeah. Dang. 
I think it's gotta step it up. I think my biggest one if I owned a shop would be like um guys that they come in and like something's wrong with it and they know what happened but they act like they don't. Like a good example would be if someone ran a bike out of oil that you that you just worked on maybe, you know? And they're Complete like yeah, they're like me. they're like, Yeah, I don't know I don't know what happened. It just shut off, just shut off and then you take the head off and everything's blue. Yeah. <laughs> scored you know you're like you ran it out of oil what do you mean you don't know what happened yeah that that does happen it's not real common most people are actually pretty good about uh owning it owning it tell me exactly what they know but sometimes it's hard because they they think you know it's a carburation issue so you start going down that rabbit hole and you're convinced because that's what they think it is and it's like, no, it's not a carburation issue. You know, you eventually get to the right spot. But yeah. it's, it's sometimes hard because uh, they want you to start going one way. And then it's like, no, I got to go a whole different direction on that. So, but yeah, it, it does happen where people are embarrassed because they did something stupid. Yeah, right. Something stupid. Yeah. But for the most part, most people are pretty open and honest with me. Especially when it's just him and I, or you know, yeah. the parents and I. But once in a while, it does does pop up. Do you ever call him out? <laughs> um, I'm usually pretty good about it, <laughs> dancing but, around it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, did you run it out of oil? Did, are you sure? <laughs> did yeah. you change the oil? Yeah, oh. that's my favorite. Yeah, the oil comes in grenaded. And it's got just crystal clear, brand new oil in it. And you're <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> you just must have just added that. Yeah, weird. Absolutely. All right, it's my turn. Who wants to do me? Uh, what, Mike? What up, Chris? Hey! <laughs> How you doing? Oh, pretty good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, too. Nice. I'm good, too. Were you, uh, are you a Rapid City original? I'm from Rapid City, South Dakota. Look at you go. Yeah, I've never moved. Just killing it in your hometown? Yeah. Um, I was trying to leave for a while, and then, I don't know. Where were you going to go? Um, I was going to go to Nevada. Ooh, yeah, I was like going to go live in Vegas. The nice thing, since I work for a Caterpillar dealer, every state has a bunch of Caterpillar dealers, so I can go about anywhere, and it's easy to go from dealer to dealer. Oh, they'll have just, that experience. They'll just let you transfer Most over. of the time, and then they'll transfer over the same pay most of the time. Nice. So I can go about anywhere. So I, I had an itch to move for a while, and then, I don't know. I like being here. I really don't have complaints. Yeah. You like living here. You enjoy winter? Um, No. Oh, I hate winter. There's a complaint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I was trying to leave. I'm like, dude, I'm so sick of being cold. And I'm a field guy, so I work in the cold all the time. So I'm like, I got to go, but I don't know. It's not too bad. I get through it. Yeah. It's like, especially now, I'm glad I stayed here with this pandemic and everything going on. Oh, man. And, oh, yeah. and all of these big cities are just so freaking crazy. Shutting down. Yeah. It's kind of nice to be here. It's crazy how free we are compared to the rest of the world. That's how you really found out <clears throat> which state's got it going on. This yeah. pandemic. It's crazy how many people are flocking here, though. That's what's unfortunate. Right. Yeah. Right. But I when, mean, uh, what were we going to say? It's like making housing and everything go freaking crazy. Oh, man. It's insane. You right can't now. get a house for anything now. Well, building materials went out the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaking dusty. Tell you about that. Lumber. is nasty. Dude, new steel doubled overnight, too. Dude, and every I've been seeing all over Facebook. Everyone's getting their construction trailers stolen. Yeah, our trailer's got, just stolen. Ours got broken into uh, about a month ago. Stole about $6,800 worth of stuff. It's so messed up. Uh, Jake Kelly had a bunch of DeWalt tools get stolen. Yeah, yep. me and him were talking and trying to f- figure out 
because we kind of know from the pawn shops, we kind of found our stuff to see if like it's the same person. But there's there's a group of people. Seems like God, wouldn't you just love to walk up to work one day and see somebody in your trailer? Mm. Oh they, man! They even tried to go underneath ours because we have a wood floor, and they took a saw and tried to cut a hole underneath. Oh, to get into to it? Get in? What? Yeah. At least wow. they're putting the effort in. <laughs> Before that. Brought their own saw. Yeah. <laughs> they, they swung over to Jake's real quick and then stopped yeah, at Dusty's. <laughs> like, they got cordless stuff over at Jake's. <laughs> but before, they, they they put a hole in our tin roof and peeled the top back and oh dropped down in. Oh, my gosh. And so they're not only stealing your guys' stuff, they're destroying your trailers. Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. And that insurance is the only thing that covers that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't cover the tools. No. Nope. We're fighting on that. They don't. Well, and you had a suitcase full of money in there, too, you know? You know? Trying to get yeah, that through insurance. Yeah, the diamond, the diamond cabinet, you know, nope. that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> don't let <sighs> us catch you. We had a skid steer in there. <laughs> <laughs> little mini X. Yeah. Trying, trying to build my boosties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Telehandler. Uh, sir, it's an eight-foot enclosed trailer. Yeah, no, it's tough to get that skid steer in there. I can't believe they got it out. <laughs> Skid steer on the roof. <laughs> roof rack skid steer. <laughs> so when did you start riding, Chris? Um, hmm, Don't hurt what yourself. am I, 27? About five years ago. Nice. What was your first bike? It was a YZ426, Ooh. which doesn't go over anything. I push that button. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, yeah, I'll hit it. <laughs> it goes over nothing. It goes through everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> How was the engine braking? Ah, oh, sick, sick. Um, there's no, uh, there's no pin in the cam to tur- to get rid of your compression to open your valve. Yeah. So it has a decompression lever, Absolutely. which that's a learning curve if you've never owned one of those. I had a YZ400, <coughs> so very similar to the 426. Yeah, if yeah. you know how to do it, they start really nice. But yeah. if you tip it over and it's hot, then you're like trying to find top dead center real fast, and uh, no, yeah, you're done. It's harder than hell to done. start. Dude, those things have the ugliest exhaust systems, too. Yeah, it had, like, the weird cone yep, coming out of it yep, yep. that looked like something out of Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have – you had oil in the frame, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, you fill it through the <laughs> – there's through a the dipstick neck. in the frame. Yeah. <laughs> and I, dude, I've looked at that so many times, like, I don't understand how this works. <laughs> but yeah. that's, that's where I keep doing it. Yeah, I forgot about that. I never understood those things, either. I'll tell you what. They wouldn't quit running. Because I knew no, I knew proof. nothing about dirt bikes at the time, so I'm thinking like oil lasts a while. So like maybe once a summer I'd change my oil, just come out freaking molasses black. The thing would never quit running. No, never. Dude, that was those early Yamaha four strokes in general, though. Like, do you remember those two fifty Fs that would not die? Yeah, all the old five valves were just you insane. can't break them. Yeah. You can't break Strong. them. Yeah. Overwigs would submerge one and then just fire it up, ride it away. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> <laughs> come on now give that thing a break yeah i got that thing i traded a dude a gopro 5 and a laptop for it no kidding i don't know i had a gopro and i don't know i had a laptop at the time but i traded i didn't use either of them and some dude who used it it had a it had a um power core 4.1 on it an fmf nice. so that was cool um but some dude just chased cows with it I traded him a GoPro and a laptop for it straight across. Nice. Now, how long did you have that bike? Um, I had it 
year and a half, two at least two years, I think. And you got that other KTM. And then I got that 2010 KTM. So what year did you start racing? Shoot, I don't know. Probably, I've only raced. This would have been my third year. So you did like a year before me. I did two years of C class. Did a year before. Yeah, so this would have been my third year. You know, one thing I never understood about you guys before I knew you. I would see you guys out at um, Mike's. Well, thanks for the invite. And you guys would jump everything. And then I would see you guys at an indoor, and you guys wouldn't jump anything. It's way different, dude. It's so different. It's way different. I never <laughs> understood that. I, I, got, I didn't like the chaos. You got all day to figure a jump out at Mike's. Okay, You have four laps to figure out six jumps and in you, a race. You don't have 10 C-class riders next to you Oh, either. my God, dude. That's true, I guess. So it, it was like a guessing it's, game. It's like, roulette. Did you jump it? No? Okay. <laughs> it's roulette, no? dude. <laughs> okay. You don't know. It's yeah. roulette. Yeah. What die. are you guys going to do? Nobody knows. Yeah. Dudes will jump something one lap, not jump it the next lap. You don't know. So one of Mike and I's favorite things <coughs> is the whoop section. So, uh, oh my <laughs> god, dude! <laughs> I got beef in that when we get to December indoors. <laughs> I got beef with whoops. Why? I swear to God, if I if I see whoops one more time, <laughs> <laughs> see I'm Mike moving. and I love him. It's, it's like a, a separator. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we determine if we're racing one class or two classes, whether it has whoops or not. Really? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's I how we have, figure that out. Two classes energy. if there are whoops. No, two if there's not. There's not. <laughs> Especially that last track when there's a freaking quarter mile of them. <laughs> Did you see? Those things looked fun, though. Like watching Donovan, Donovan and all those guys blitz them. Oh, man, I was getting the itch. Those were honestly not that bad. We had a plan yeah. for them. Um, I'd come around one lap, and Dusty would take like the outside of that berm, and I'd push him off the track. And then I would do the whoops, and he would go around because he just got pushed off. And then next lap, he would push me off the track. That way, we were just doing them every other lap. That, that's a good plan. We didn't want to get tired. Card oh. counting. That's what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the announcer would have called you out on it, though. No, dude. It's just, we're good actors. Just the tail end of B class being dorks. That's all that is. Another block pass, and Chris Sudo goes off. <laughs> oh, and he gets Dusty back. <laughs> Next lap, weird. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to survive out It'd there. Be a good show. So, what's the uh, what type of riding are you into, Chris? What's what's your jam? I think, I think it's more freestyle. Free riding, freestyle, freestyle. No, not freestyle. Free riding, uh, digging jumps, stuff like that. We'll go dig a jump, and we can spend all day on one jump. Not just digging it, but like hitting it once we get it done. I don't, the thing I don't like about, I do like racing. It's a lot of fun. I don't, there's a lot of things that are out of your control that I don't like. Track, other riders, stuff like that. There's a lot of things that can hurt you that you have no control over. And with free riding, you can go shape the jump, how, how much you want it to pop you, how far you want to go, all that. How you get to hit it, how long it takes you to get over it, you know, if you want to do baby steps or not, you get to control all of it. So See, that's like more of the process that I like building it, hitting it, fixing it, changing it to what you want it to do. Racing is just like, here's your stuff. Let's see how good you are. You're wrong, what you're wrong. Have yeah. fun, buddy. Yeah. yeah, that's stressful for me. But I do like doing it, it's a ton of fun. See, Learn think, a lot. Yeah. Like when Mike and I go to Farmingdale, a lot of times, like, Hey, do you think we can transfer that? If we take off here, do you think you could make it over there? With no prep. Right. See, when you guys do it, you either do it or you don't. If you if you don't get over it, you're like, well, can't do it. That's what I've been into but, lately. Yeah. No no digging, just straight up yeah. natural natural stuff. Dude, when but racing helped me get to that point. 
Yeah. You know, like I'm more comfortable on the bike to where I can be like probably just. You can see a double lip and you can see, okay, I'm going to have to stay on the gas. I got to be a gear up. I think it's good to have, I think you have to have both. I think you need to do both. Yeah. Yeah. And you can fix whatever happens off the lip. If your bike gets all tweaked out and you can kind of yank it back and it's kind of racing helped that situation for sure. Yeah. Learning to be one with the bike and being tight on it and making sure that, you know, if you you ride real loose, Things can happen, and the bike can get really out of control fast. There's a lot of things racing teaches you that you will never learn if you're just out free riding. Well, I think you advance a lot faster in racing. Oh, yeah, you have to. You're like, your safety depends on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The confidence level goes up, and I think that helps the safety aspect of yeah. things. Your confidence. For yeah. Sure. You, you have to be confident when you're riding. Yeah. Like, no hesitation. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, you can't. I can tell you Case that. Case in point. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sick, right? So, so what happened? Practice. Exactly. All right, so. Well, first, this is how you broke your collarbone and your wrist, both the same time, same jump, same day. Yeah, current, currently same broke. Dismount. Currently broke. There's a, I don't know how, did you guys see that picture that plate I sent you? Yeah. I don't know how long it is, but it's long. Yeah. They, well, they it broke do, right on the end of the collarbone. It snapped on the end, yeah. yeah. They do look longer. Um, on x-rays, I had one plate taken out and a different plate put in. And they showed me my old plate, and it, on the X-ray, it looked like that thing was like eight, nine inches. But in reality, it's literally like four. Okay, like they're they're smaller than you think. Okay. Um, how did that happen? Absolutely. Okay, so it was practice, and I'm gonna go back a little bit. The track before that sketched me out bad. That finish line jump, because it was like the double before it. Once you landed, it was you had to land standing and on the gas. Because by the time you landed and your bike compressed, once your bike compressed, it didn't unload till you went off of that lip. There was no time in between. And that lip was like straight up. Like if, like when I was looking at it, it looked like you're going off a wall. And short. And short, yeah. It was really short. Quick. And that jump sketched me out bad. Like got in my head really bad. And I never did hit it. Well, going into this race, I was just mentally sketched out. When you talk to Justin Grable a little bit about it? <clears throat> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we built this. He's like, when I built this finish line, I built it so you could hit it. I'm like, dude, that's so sick. <laughs> Thanks, I'm still buddy. scared. <laughs> so we're doing practice. It's like third lap of practice. I wanted to do all the rhythm sections first. Oh, hi, puppy. I wanted to do all the rhythm sections first and then do the finish line jump just so I didn't have to worry about the rhythm sections because in reality, those will screw you up faster than a finish line jump will. If you screw up a rhythm get weird on one and then you got to launch off the other one yeah so i got all that done it's like third lap i'm coming around i'm like all right time for finish line jump and in my mind i'm like it doesn't look that far and then as i landed that little whatever that was before it's like a speed check like a little tabletop yeah as i landed it i'm like am i gonna seat bounce or stand up and then like i'm on the throttle thinking about it i'm like am i gonna seat bounce time i figured it out not going fast enough and I couldn't tell you now if I seat bounced or not. No idea what I did. <laughs> so I go off of it, and I'm in the air. I'm looking at the landing, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Give it a panic rev, right? Try to keep the front end up a little bit. Didn't come up because <laughs> it was kicked down. It was pitching over hard. It pitched hard. I'd, I bet you I chopped is what happened. Uh, and then um, right before I got to the landing, shoved my bike down over the bars. I made it to the landing, and I don't think my bike made it. Like, I think my front fender smacked the face of the landing because I saw it flipping by my face. 
Yeah. And then I rolled a couple times, um, got up, was sitting on a tough block, and I was, like, trying to figure out what was broken because it's probably, like, 55, 60-footer. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's close. It's 55 for sure. And I was sitting on that tough block. I'm like, what's broke? And I'm, like, moving stuff. I'm like, my shoulder's kind of tight. But other than that, I feel pretty good. And then I tried to move, and that didn't feel very good. And the dude's, like, feeling my shoulders. like, I don't think anything's broke. I'm like, no way. Nothing's broke. I'm like, where's my bike? So I get up, and I'm walking back, and, like, stuff just started getting tight bad. And then um, about a half hour later, I called Kelsey. And I'm like, hey, uh, I think you should take me to urgent care. Sat in there for two hours. And, and Kelsey's your girlfriend. Yep. Okay. And uh, I called her very calm. She actually thought we were taking Dusty to urgent care because I've driven him there. Like, I've driven him to the <laughs> three, ER like three times. Three, three times. So I never call her before she gets there. She shows up for like heat races. She doesn't show up for practice. And I never call her till she gets there. And she's like, she answers the phone. She's like, hello. I'm like, hey, what's going on? She goes, um, are, are you taking Dusty somewhere? <laughs> and I'm like, no, Dusty's good. She's like, okay, well then, what's up? I'm like, can you uh, can you give me a ride to urgent care? You? <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> Dude, I get that. <clears throat> I was scared to call uh, Scooter when I blew my other knee out. I, I bet I waited an hour before I called her. She'd be pissed. Oh. She wasn't even mad. I, it totally caught me out. I was like, I called her. Hey, so uh, blew my knee out. Was that the one you just had fixed? And I was like, no, it was the other one. Oh, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're just cool with it? It's fine? If it was one that you had fixed, then it would have been a big deal. Yeah, at least I could try to get a refund or something. Yeah, yeah really the only thing I was worried about is my chest hurt really bad. And it was, like, getting hard to breathe. And I wanted to make sure I didn't have a hole in the lung. Oh, yeah. Or, like, some internal bleeding. And that's kind of what I wanted to go. At that time, still didn't think I broke anything. Because I'd never, I've never broken a bone, like besides my nose, if that counts. You know when your nose is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I will give it to you. You took it like a man, because I talked to you probably 15 minutes after you crashed. And you're like, yeah, shoulder's kind of tight, and you're like lifting your arm and moving it. <laughs> I, I read those signs, and I was like, oh, he's, he's probably going to be okay. And then I got a text, like, or maybe I talked to Dusty yeah. like two hours later, and you're like, yeah, dude, he broke his wrist and his collarbone. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so bad if it was one or the other, but both on the same arm is what's making it tough. Yeah, I bet that's. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd rather have that. Then we have one good arm to I don't, do. Dude, shit. I can't even, like, like, if my wrist wasn't broke, I could at least get my pants on. <laughs> or if your collarbone wasn't broke, you could at least put your shirt on. Right. Yeah, I can't do any of that. It's freaking embarrassing. Yeah. Grown man, you're like, hey Kelsey, can you help me put my pants on, <laughs> dude? Try having your girlfriend grab your shit and peeing in a bucket because oh, you yeah. can't move. My dad got me because my dad was in a really bad car accident, and they gave him this little thing in the hospital. It's like a kind of it's a weird U shape thing with a handle on it, and you pee into it so you don't have to get out of bed. And he's like, you got to have one of these. You got to have one of these because it was like hard for me to go pee, and uh, so him and Kelsey go get me one, but like. You can't run it with one hand. <laughs> like the lid's too hard. The lid snaps on hard for transfer, you know? You can't run it with one hand. They hand it to me, I'm like, no. <laughs> so now it's the now it's the star on my Christmas tree. <laughs> Just That's a piss a, jug on the top a, of the tree. A piss jug on it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Super festive. I'm like, I'm using it every year. So Dusty, yeah. Talk about some of your injuries. Oh. Well, it so. reminded me of that because no one. Here's the thing: 
and I should have known this, I can't be the first one off of anything. Those doubles don't count, or the like the rhythm doubles don't count because they're not very big, you know? Yeah. Like, you can, you can pretty much coast off and you'll make it, you know? But, like, finish lines or, like, new jumps we build, if it's, like, 55, 60 foot, I can't be the first one off. I have to see someone relevant to me go off of it. And during practice, there was no one around me. So I had to take it upon myself to do it. And obviously I screwed it up because every jump I'll fall. I follow dusty off of. Yeah. He gets next to me and I just keep up with him. And then we go. Usually works out pretty well. It's worked out until this point. (laughs) (laughs) Minus triples. We, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I didn't ask for any direction, but your triple (laughs) where you broke your back. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know the brop language. You'll I don't know that language very well. <laughs> yeah, it's pro yeah. dude talk. <laughs> so, so at first I asked Donovan, like, so you hit that in second? Are you like completely wide open? Can do you, is it easy to over clear? Because there's another jump afterwards. I didn't want to hit the face of that thing. And he's like, no, I, I have a 250. I don't know. He's like, ask Derek. Derek's like, yeah, just, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Can I get that English voice? (laughs) Okay, here we go. So it's like the third lap. I was feeling it. And then, stupid of me, I was in the air of the double right before it. That's when I decided to just try it. Okay, mind you. Bad decision. Mind you, we hit the double at the same time, side by side. So I'm right next to him. Yep. Were you getting ready to triple too? No, 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 absolutely not. He's like, he's like, I'm going to hit the triple. I'm like, good luck. See you later. I'm not doing it. So long, partner. (laughs) Good luck to you. Tried it, cased it, front flip to the next lip, and broke my back. I I don't even know how long I was out for. I don't know. Because I doubled, and I saw him triple, and then the loudest noise I've ever heard come out of a dirt bike from it, for whap, on the face. And then it kicked him over, shit whipped him onto the ground. Have you seen his helmet? (laughs) Helmet's broke, the back of it. And it's like... It's a Moto 9 Flex. Yeah. Like, it's a not a cheap helmet. It's a bell. Bro- broke, yeah, it's a bell. Broke the back of it. I get there. I ditch my bike super fast. He's like, he's taking a dirt nap laying there, sleeping. Okay, everyone's like, I-, I would be such a bad freaking ambulance dude. Because everyone's like freaking out, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> yeah, I think he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, they're looking at me. I'm like, he's snoozing. And I'm like, Dusty. And then. Eyes roll back, and you hear the dinosaur noises when you know someone's really hurt. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, we're going, uh, we're going to the See, ER. I thought I broke my sternum actually because my handlebars just jabbed me so hard, and I couldn't breathe. So I go to the emergency room. They're about to kick me out because nothing was broken. And I try to get up. I was like, oh, my back hurts. And they're like, well, let's go take an X-ray. I think you left at that point. Yep. Then he's like, yeah, you were this close to being paralyzed. Your back's broken. I'm like, oh, so can I go to work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to be in here. We're going to admit you upstairs. I'm like, oh, God, damn. So they put you in the old turtle shell? Yep. They got me the old turtle shell. Mike had the same injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we got to talking about the chiropractor. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's, and that's not a fun one to go through. At all. No, that was the worst injury, probably even through my BMX career, if you would well. That frustrating. So frustrating. You can't do anything. Yeah, dude. I went a year and all I was allowed to do was walk and I wasn't allowed to um lift anything over eight pounds for a year. Yeah. It was miserable. Yours is a little worse than mine, I think. 
Yeah, what uh, vertebrae did you do? C6 and 7. Oh, so you're higher up. I yep. did L1, but I completely blew that vertebrae out. Like, it's not even there anymore. Uh, I have a fake vertebrae in there now that they oh. had to go in and surgically, surgically do. See, I didn't get that far, but my 7, I want to say, like, completely crushed. Like, it's... It's not normal now. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's but my six is all right. See, and the crazy thing is, when he broke his back, I broke my femur the same day, same jump. It oh, was really? Two thousand eight in Pier. Yeah, quad. We were trying. We were doing this. There was a quad that we were all doing. Yeah, is is on four twenty of two thousand eight. Four twenty oh eight. Yep. And yeah, I in first moto, my first time racing vet class, and I broke my femur and then I was in the hospital and I learned that Mike got hurt too, but he didn't know that he broke his back until he went to Sturgis. Yeah. We toughed it out. Uh, <laughs> old man loaded me up. it out. Old man loaded me up in a pickup, got all the way back from here to Sturgis. And then my mom made me take a shower cause I was stinky from racing dirt bikes all day. So I took a shower and then, uh, the next day, it looked like there was a beach ball on, on my back. Like, Yuck. the hump from the swelling of my back was higher than my ass was. <laughs> so then my mom's like, all right, I wish probably take you to the hospital. So then we loaded me up in the old station wagon because I couldn't, I couldn't really, like, pull myself up into a pickup or, like, sit down into a car. So we opened up the hatch to my grandma's station wagon, and I literally just crawled in. <laughs> And then, so we went to the Sturgis Hospital, and they told me that I had dislocated my tailbone, and my mom threw a fit. She's like, there's no way that's all that's wrong with him. And, dude, like, walking is miserably painful. So then my mom takes me to Rapid, and I've never seen a a doctor that was, like, so scared. We went in, you know, did the whole x-rays, MRI, all that all that garbage. It's kind of touch-and-go memory is for, from that, but... Uh, I just remember him walking in and his first question was, how did you get in here? And I was like, well, I walked in here and he shook his head. No. And I like went to like stand up to prove to him that I could walk. And he freaked out, dude. He's like, do not move. I don't even want you to turn your head. You have to sit perfectly still, blah, blah, blah. You're scheduled for surgery. When was the last time you ate? And I'm like, dude, what's going on? Like, I, (laughs) I still don't even know that I broke my back yet. Yeah. And then he went and told my mom the, the whole story in the, the room next door or whatever. And then she comes in and she's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an eight-hour surgery. Oh, my God. I had to pick pieces of my vertebrae out of my spinal cord, dude. So I'm thinking I'm in pain over here. Mine was the same day. <laughs> I got there at four and I left at seven. <laughs> I didn't leave that hospital for, I think, two weeks I was in there, I'm pretty Jeez. sure. Jeez. Yeah. But Gage, all Gage did was break his femur, and he had to go to the emergency room and pier. <laughs> I have some pride, though. Dusty has, since I've been riding with Dusty, he's not been in an ambulance. Always in my pickup. Yeah. I won't do it. I was going to get a strobe for it. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Yeah, I might as well, you know. Get yourself a PA system, yeah. the sirens. Oh, yeah. Yelling at trap. Move! Oh, Chris, what's your biggest pet peeve? You took it, but it's people chewing with their mouth open. And that just that drives me nuts. It's like once they start doing it too, that's the only thing I can hear. You just that's the only thing I can hear, Mm -hmm. and it makes me mad. (laughs) Yep, I hate it, dude. It just is miserable. Well, I think we're gonna take a short break, get some pizza, have a couple peas, and uh, we'll be back, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, buddy, do it.
Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. We're yeah. back. Yeah. We're yeah. back from our pizza break. It's pretty good. That's good. Thank you, Sarah Molman, for yeah. pizza. Shout out to Sarah Molman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Sarah Molman. Doctor. Oh, really? Yep. Not the kind that can fix you, though. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. Well, should we talk some indoor track December? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with the pro class here. Dude. How many was there to start off with? I think uh, there was 12 in all the classes that Donovan raced and 11 in the, what class did he not race? Open? Did he not race? I can't remember now. All I know is they had, um, they had two practices, which I've never seen. In the A class? Yeah. Oh, breaking them up? Yeah, they had two, which I've never seen them have to do. Yeah, Donovan didn't ride the open class, but. That was cool. I don't know what brought them all back for that race, but that was cool. It was good to see. Yeah, it's nice to see good pro numbers because a lot of times, sometimes there's seven, eight. Uh, the last month in November, there was five. Yeah. Yeah. And we went from five to 12. That's And it was just good racing, fun to watch, yes. you know. A lot of surprises. Was yeah. it fun? Was it fun to watch? It was fun to watch. <laughs> well, Joel Ossenberger came out swinging Dude. in heat races. Yeah, I don't Holy know. cow. I don't know. I was talking to uh, Ward, his dad, and uh, he's like, I don't know. He got a new tattoo on his arm. Maybe that lit a fire <laughs> under his ass. <laughs> it was good, though. Dude, yeah. He was solid in all of his heat races and solid in his mains. Like, he was, yeah. he looked right comfortable, fast, too. Dude, yeah. yeah. Joel does have very good style. Like He does. Yeah. Feels a nice whip. Yep. Yep. Keeps it tight, close to the bike, you know, like just yep. looks good. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Looks is his, effortless. Is his Cowie the 450? Yeah. And then he could just got a 250, a YZ, didn't he? YZ250F? Yep. Mm hmm. But he had a Honda, right? Yep. No, he had, I thought he had two Cowies. I know he had Hondas for a while. I just didn't know which one was which. Oh, I don't know. I think he had Honda last. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty sure. Because when I seen him on a Cowie, I thought that was weird at first. A lot of people are going over to Cowies. Yeah. Cheaper. Yeah. Well, and they just won bike of the year, I think, in uh, one of the shootouts. Hmm. A lot of people go off those, don't they? It's weird shootouts. how much that affects things, even though it doesn't have a lot to do with us. Do you, Gage, do you remember the first time KTM won one of those shootouts and we all thought it was rigged? Yeah. Like, it was, uh, I can't even remember if it was their 450 or their 250, and we're like, oh, whatever, they just paid Dirt Bike Magazine to freaking <laughs> put them on the top of the yeah. list. I think it was Dirt Bike that just named Cowie number one. Oh, really? Yeah. They got their checkbook out, huh? Yeah. I think they just <laughs> uh, announced it today. Well, if that's the case, KTM paid them for like six years after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. They got yeah. their money's worth. Yeah, they sure did. Well, they saved all that money so they could buy a gas gas now. There you go. They quit buying all the shootouts out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all good bikes. Are they going to put gas gas in shootouts, you think? Yeah. They just they? Is there one yeah. out? Yep, yeah. there's oh, one okay. out. Yep. That gas gas was in there. Can't they just take Husky and KTMs and just average it? Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a gas gas? Well, well, a lot of times they say there's slight differences, and, you know, slight difference makes it makes a change. You it's know? a different pool of riders they're searching for. Yeah. yeah. Of the slight changes. Uh, that's what I read anyway. Speaking of... How do you think Bam Bam's going to do? Not to get off track. New bike, new team. I don't know, man. You kind of, you've seen it like three times from Justin Barsha. All I need is a different bike. All I need is a different bike. And then he switches and you get like two, three good races out of him. And then yeah. it's right back to the same crap. He'll come out and win Anaheim one. Yeah. Houston won. <laughs> like he year. always yeah. does. Guess, yeah, yeah. Houston won now. Yeah. He'll come out and win the first one or two. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, then fade to black. 
Yeah. Adam C. and Cirillo is going to be your 21 champion, though. I'm calling it now. Are Stamp you? It. Stamp it. Send it to the bank. Do whatever you got to do. He's going <laughs> to You got AC. Who do you think? You know, Tomac's been so good, but outdoor this year, he was struggling. He's got too much stuff on his mind. He's got babies. He just won Supercross. Yeah. He's won every outdoor since the beginning of time. Yeah. And then <laughs> by a lot. But, <laughs> but this outdoor, he was. Yeah, he's, he's got too much on his mind. Yeah. What about so, Zach Osborne, though? He just picked up that outdoor title. Yeah. yeah. He's like 100 years old. <laughs> so was Gage. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Gage has a lot of freaking... Every time I see Gage at the race, he's got a different vet pro, vet championship jacket on. <laughs> yeah. I got a few of them. Yeah. So yeah. you think Tomac's going to win it again? No. I, I think he's taking a year off. I think Tomac was going to struggle this year. It'd be nice to see Roxon. You know, Roxon's been through so much. It'd be nice to see him finally put it all together. Yeah, for sure it would. That's I don't. That's who I want. That that's who I want. And I never was a Roxon fan, to be honest. When he first came out, I was like, "No, nah, I don't like this guy." But I gained a lot of respect. All the stuff he's been through, and to have him come back again and again and again and fight for it, gotta have respect for that. I'll be honest, guy. you don't understand that till you get hurt pretty decent yes mm-hmm. what that you don't understand that until like and that's what changes like a lot of times rods in you people don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it until they have a major injury and come back from it it changes like your aspect yeah, yeah for sure i don't think i was talking to dusty about this it's not it hurts your confidence more than anything and that's the worst part and that's the hardest part to get back i think yeah you don't want to screw up as to where wrecking yeah, I think forever you're back on the bike thinking that sucked, that sucked. You know, when you're kind of timid, it takes you forever to just get on the bike and ride after that. Yeah. But once you put your helmet on, Chris, the first time that you ride, I bet most of that goes away. You Dude, forget about it. I don't it. know. I, I, didn't, I was sketched out of a jump. I didn't even jump a month later. Yeah. And it wasn't even there anymore. Was, I don't know. Yeah, but you didn't get much seat time prior. So. That's true, too. With the pneumonia thing, too, that didn't help at all. You were set back quite a bit. I think when you come back from an injury, you know, you can approach it two ways. It's rather I'm going to come back stronger. You know, I know when I broke my femur and I came back, I knew that first year was going to be a struggle because you're still recuperating. You're still, you know. And I was 30 years old when I broke my femur. And I think a lot of people had a lot of doubts. Didn't think I was going to come back strong. You know, thought... I was going to come back and just kind of ride mid-pack. And I came back pretty good. And then the season after that, I won the vet class. And then I won another vet class. And it's just mm. like, but I, I wanted to come back. And it's, it was almost like I had something to prove. Even though I didn't, yeah. you know, you don't. But I had to prove it to myself that I could overcome it. So so who's your pick then? Yeah, you kind of waffled your way around that. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a tough <laughs> yeah. One. it's a tough one. Um Cincerello is going to be tough to beat this year. Man, he's going to be tough. But I'd like to see Roxon do it. So I'm going to call Roxon. Dusty. Roxon. Think so? I want, I want Roxon. And doesn't Adam and Ken ride together? Uh, they used to. I don't know if they still do or not. So I think they'll be battling for it. Nobody's even talked about Cooper Webb or Jason Anderson. Yeah, I don't guys. know. I don't care it's about so them. you forget about them dudes, kind of, you know, because they weren't at the front. Well, I don't. Cooper won quite a bit in Supercross. Yeah, he Heat scored races. more points than anybody else in Salt Lake. Yeah, I don't like his attitude. Yeah, 
He is kind like of it. just like. Dude, I don't like how small he is. You're arrogant, kind of. <laughs> I don't like how small he is. <laughs> you ever see him do a jump and they have a, they have the camera pointed right at him, dude? Like, his legs, him standing on a bike, he's like a freaking half inch above the seat. Like, you, you don't fit. He's like one of those kids on a fifty that you can't tell if he's sitting or standing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has zero neck. Dude. Right. Like <laughs> I hate him because of his neck length. <laughs> I think we all want Kenny to win, but no, I want uh, Cian Cerrone. Oh, you want Cian yeah. Cerrone? You don't think you think Fer- Fernandez is gonna? I hope Fernandez st- doesn't even race. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchy, I don't know. You don't think he's gonna steal a couple? I'll bet you get some wins. He's hurt. He, he broke wins. his hand already. No, dude, he's I bet racing. Fortner takes this one. The oh. lights class. Fortner's two fifty. Yeah, yeah, two fifty. Yeah, Fernandez move up to four. Fernandez oh, bumped up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know that. See, I don't pay attention. Yeah, it's his first year. I don't think Fernandez is going to do anything though. He just no. he broke his hand like three weeks ago or something like that. So you're going to take a month out of the most important part of their training regiment. There's no way he's going to come out strong. Yeah, I bet mid season he'll come on strong, but it'll be too late. God, I hope he takes Justin Barsha out the first race because <laughs> then Barsha is just going to murder him for the All rest season. for the until Barsha retires. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just going to be number fourteen. When, when we were wa- when I was watching highlights on my couch. Um, Kelsey was watching some of them and they were announcing, you know, and they were calling him Bam Bam. And she's like, why do they call him Bam Bam? And I shit you not the next corner, just clean some dude's clock. And I'm like, yeah, that's why <laughs> I was like, he never does anything clean. Case and point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I think Cooper Webb's going to do it. You think so? I don't even like Cooper Webb and I think he's going to do it. Team no neck. Cause yeah, I, th- I, th- no I think Tomac, Fucking wrestlers. I think he's just going to do whatever he's going to do this year. I don't think he's really in it since he's yeah. already won it last year, you know. I think he's trying to get everything back on track. But um, So that leaves Kenny up front a lot. And we know Cooper Webb will go around Kenny no problem. Last lap, last corner. Those two have some heat. Yeah. Some bad blood there. Yeah. You know, Cooper stole uh, Roxon's girlfriend at some point back in the day. Oh, really? That's what caused all their little heat and drama between the two of them. Yeah. How did that little turd steal Roxon? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Roxon is a beautiful young man. <laughs> oh my god, dude, he's built like an action figure yeah. too. Like, god damn. And this was nice though. when you got people here that know the backstories because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'd have never known that, dude. I'm now s- I'm more mad. So highly invested <laughs> in a moto, like that's literally all I listen to or talk about. Fucking Cooper Webb. So it's locked in. Two Kennys, an AC, and I think Webb's going to do it. Can we get a round of applause for Chad Reed actually not racing for once? Thank <laughs> yeah. God. Thank God. Where are you at? Right there. That Green one. one. No, green, yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Thank you, Chad Reed. Okay, to be fair, he's old and fast still. He could still okay. come to a local race Pro- and clean us. Dude, still. props. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure, but. dude doesn't have to race a lot of LCQs, so props to him. And he's old. He did in 2018. He, he Brett farved it, dude. Way too long. <laughs> Weathered away. There's a lot of guys that race for a long time, though. Like L- Larocco. Yeah, Mike raced. Larocco raced for a long time. He was in his 40s and still racing Supercross. Yeah, for sure. Uh, John Dowd. John Dowd. Dude, yeah. he didn't even turn pro until he was 20... 21. I was going to say 22. I thought it was 21. But yeah, something like that. 21, yeah, 22. <laughs> in our sport, it is. yeah, yeah, oh. a lot of guys are retiring at that point. Yeah, you're on the backside by then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. but speaking of pro dudes, 
We're going to have to call Donovan one of these days because that fair race where he's chasing down Ryan Brees. What's up? Oh, you can take that? Nah, we're good. That fair race where he's chasing down Ryan Brees, keeping pace. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched on TV, but Ryan Brees is on TV. Well, no, Donovan went down and actually caught back up. That's what but I'm I saying. I don't know if Ryan Brees kind of just settled up front for a while. I'm guessing it's like a pit bike track to him. Yeah. Our fair race. But he caught back up. But Donovan is hauling, dudes. I want to know why aren't we watching Donovan on TV? Because yeah, if he just stuck with it, I think he's that top 40 for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I still think, you know, if Donovan would put his head down, he could, if he could get it out of the parade lap, he could probably <laughs> squeeze it into the night show. Now you got to explain that because uh, not a lot of people seen that. A few did. Dude, and I, you know, this I'm, is last race. I talked to yeah, him about last, it. I, I actually talked to him yeah, about it. I, I came did. in the shop and I talked to him about it. A little I bit. did too. And, you know, I'm the announcer or whatever. So I just got done with um, the national anthem with Rowan. And we're saying our good job, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was walking down the stairs and I just opened the gate and I looked up and I seen a front fender that was really high in the air. And I just heard, ah, ah, ah. And then it went silent, and then just boom, ass over tea kettle, and the whoops on the parade lap. And I was like, oh, Donovan. So then I got on the mic, and I was like, Donovan, don't you hate it when people watch you do something stupid? <laughs> but I've crashed on parade lap before, too, so it happens. Insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Was he laughing about it, or was he embarrassed? I'm sure he was. He was, like, good spirits when I was talking to him about it. I was just texting him, but... Yeah, it's it's super embarrassing when that happens, dude. Because I yarded myself at the supermoto you know, on the parade lap in the dirt section on the whoops. Like that's like the only thing that I was should have been good at, and I freaking weeded it up on the parade lap in front of the entire town. But then <laughs> didn't Donovan come back and win that? Yeah, he he came back and won the moto. That's <laughs> that's how you make it okay. Yeah, yeah. right. Like okay, I'm not. I'm that's not how a... you know it was a fluke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, He won both two fifty a and four fifty a. Nice. Should have just raced open. Dude, I love watching that dude ride. Yeah, it's, it's got a different style, and it, it works for him. Just wide open. And it's like, time. he no, charges his corners it's no so effort, hard. dude. You, you have no idea how hard he's going. Like, you can see how fast he's going, but you can't see how hard he's trying to ride. He's doing it the yeah. whole time. Yeah, you have no idea. He doesn't slow down. You're like, no. is that 50? Is that 100? Like, what's left? You don't. You have no idea. Yeah, it's super, super chill, just buzzing. Because he I, slams into corners. And I think for the most part, Donovan, anyways, his speed is almost regulated by what the track allows around here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Donovan could go faster in whoops if the whoops were built a little different, you know? But he's just, man, he's got a lot of lot of badass talent. But it's yeah. earned, too, you know? Look how many hours that kid's put on his man. bikes. How many gallons of gasoline went through on his practice track? Yeah. We'll never know. Could you imagine if he had a dollar for every time that kid's turned a lap at his house? Oh, geez. I bet his dad spent a dollar every time his kid turned a lap <laughs> at that track. <laughs> Absolutely. No, he's fun to watch. I like watching him. I like watching Mossy, too. Yeah, for sure. Dude, he, he does have good style. Mm-hmm. You get him out at Farmdale, too, on some jumps, it's like it's almost a different rider. It's a, it's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Just sit there and watch. You have to ride. Like That's sweet. Yeah. He makes it look so fun. So fun. That's what it is. He makes it look fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, German Millard was that way. Yeah. Watching dude. Millard ride. Um, He was one of the, like, just watching him ride made you want to ride more because it, he made it look everything effortless, perfect. Like, it was just the flow he had. He had 
old really up front more. Mm-hmm. And uh, his style is really, really good. Jeremy's always standing, too. Always. Yeah. Always standing. Yeah. And he always... Lo- he looked good on those Suzuki's. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> um, do you think Greg Peters should go back to Yamaha? You mean Ryan Peters? Sorry, Ryan Peters. No, I think those Cowboys look pretty dang good. You do? Yeah. That The Yamaha was out front a lot. Yeah. I don't think Ryan's raced an indoor since he weeded himself up over that triple. Last year, I believe, on his Yamaha. I heard he got into teaching. He's teaching. Uh, clinics and stuff? Like motocross, like mm-hmm. second grade? No, like in, in school. <laughs> like, Oh, like he called he, it. <laughs> he's a teacher? Yeah, I, th- I, I believe so. Oh, I did I not. I to call him, find out. Did not hear that. Yeah, he said he'd be down to do one of these. Oh, yeah? It's good. I'd like to ask him. It's fun to watch, too. Yeah. He, if you walked in and saw... Um, Ryan Peters racing, you wouldn't know if he was on lap one or lap 20. Yeah. You'd have no idea. He'd, yeah. Physical that is, fitness. Yeah. That guy is You'd have epic. no idea. Yeah. That guy's epic on physical fitness. That guy can run a moto. If you take Ryan and Donovan, take them out of their gear and just put them in regular street clothes, you stand those two next to each other, they look, that one's nine foot tall. <laughs> yeah. The other one's four foot tall. Yeah. And neither one of them look coordinated at all. No. Like Donovan they just look like, like a farmer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just a big old dork, you know? Like yeah. both of them look dorky a little bit, but yeah, dude, they rip. They're fast. One kid that surprised me that I like watching is Logan. Awesome Fort. Awesome Fort. He's probably one of my favorite local riders to watch. Yeah. He's, I like his style. He, he bulldogs a little bit. Which is good. Yeah. I, lo- I love watching some of that charges and bulldogs. But he doesn't push over that where he's riding out of control. Right. But he does definitely. He's on that threshold there. Yes. I but like it's not out him. of control. He's an awesome rider. If he yeah. can do his last three laps, like his first three laps, he'd be he'd probably beat Ryan, I think, in my opinion. Because he, on the outdoors in Sturgis, he was the first, I don't know, three or four laps. He was charging, and Ryan couldn't catch up. Until you saw him gas out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. That's... And coming from what? Went to college? Yeah, yeah he's been in school. Yeah. This is the first race he's raced because he was knocking out finals and stuff. And he just comes back like that? Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. You that's know? impressive. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of impressive riders in the pro class this last month. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Tucker Hone. Tucker. That dude. kid. Came out of me. nowhere, really. Yeah. I mean, dang. Wide yeah. open the whole time. Dude, yeah. It's good to watch. Little out of control, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't race. Yeah, and that's the thing: a little out of control, but still going fast. Yeah. Tucker isn't one of those people that I would line up next to and be nervous about, though. You know, you know, like I wouldn't be scared to ride around Tucker. He's not no like, out of control, not, out of control. No, but you can tell he's he's he pushing. looked rusty in the race sense, yeah. like. On a bike, he looks comfortable. I do feel like he runs a bit of a loose program. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it, though. I do. Charges. I love it. He charges hard. He looks good doing it. He'll race hard and pound the beers hard afterwards. (laughs) Hell yeah. His free riding skills are pretty good, too. I bet. I bet. I could see that for sure. He throws some beautiful whips. Kind of has that style a little bit, you know? Yep. He has some beautiful whips. I love watching it. Yeah. Mike, you would know this because you literally have to watch every race. Who do you think needs to bump? Because I got two in mind that I think need to bump up to pro class. Pro class, uh, Travis Casson, but he's that's one. He's kind of getting jerked around by the Loretta Lens thing, so you know that's understandable. Trying to qualify and all that yeah. stuff, like I get it. You know, he's on a one twenty five, isn't he? 
I think it's a 150, isn't it? Well, oh, it's a so, 150, yeah. Well, sometimes he rides a 125, sometimes it's a 150. It depends on... Oh, I didn't know he had two. Yeah, he had both. Oh, <laughs> well, he's selling his... I saw his 150s for sale. He, he says he, he's he enjoys riding the 125 more. Oh, really? Why? So, 25 cc's less for no reason? He, he says he likes the power delivery better. Teach to their own, I he, guess. He loves the over-rev. He loves... Loves yeah. that stupid noise and that nasty smell. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, <laughs> he rides that thing very oh good. Oh my yes. gosh. He looks yeah. good. Holy cow. He'll like He has good whips too. I like his whips. He's pretty consistent too. Like there's not a lot of Yeah. Some dudes like they get going real fast and then they make a mistake cuz they're I, I don't even know for what, but his speed is consistent and his you're never not like oh he's about to lose it. He's about to lose it. No. Like he's he's fast the whole race. Yeah. He jerks that little 125, dude. I've seen him, like, hauling through some jumps, and the, he'll just stab that thing. Yeah. He has a very good um, racer's style. Yep. You know yes. what I mean? Like, when, you, when you're when you talking about, like, a free rider style or whatever, like, his style is racing. Yeah. It just looks like yeah. that. Tucked in, tight. Yeah. Good. Consistent. Yeah, consistent. That's true. I think he needs to bump. But, dude, I get it with the whole Chase and Loretta's thing, like, the the whole amateur motocross system is broken for sure. Oh like yeah, they're, yeah. Their their B class would smoke most of our A riders for sure. No problem, yep. no questions about it. And that's what sucks. But for Travis to race A here and then make literally almost no money and then have to race A at Loretta's, like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is that Loretta's the top B guys could easily place. With the A guys. A lot of times they're faster. The lap yep. times so are faster. If he rides B here, what does he ride at Loretta's? You can still race C at Loretta's. You can only race Loretta's in the C class one time. And that's what all these kids are trying to hold on to a do little you bit. Think, you know, qualify and actually get to go and race. Because I've never been. Do you think their C class would whoop our B class? I bet the top three in the C class could do pretty good in our A class. So it's like, what are you really saving? Yeah, a little bit. You get bit. to raise it one time. But the entire B class there is that fast. Right. I un- I understand, yeah. yeah. But. So, I don't know. What about little Vanderlyn hitting the triple? Yeah, I was. I was Breaking f- it out every, almost every lap. Yeah. Not quite every lap, but almost every lap. Yeah, he was looking pretty dang good, really. I mean, yeah. is that the number two kid? Uh, he was number, his number on his bike was one, but his regular number is uh, six. No, he's on, why six, is, he's six, on a YZ 250. 616. Yeah. This is his normal number. Oh, I almost drew a blank there. I was waiting. Yeah, we're waiting. You're the guy. Because right between Ezra and I. I know. I was like, ah, he's not 6'15 or 17. <laughs> yeah, Vanderlyn's looking good. He's yeah. hauling. Yeah. For sure. He's hauling. Does he? He does 250B, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And then whatever the other ones are, the schoolboys or whatever? Yeah, schoolboys. Is what he does? Yeah. So who else are you thinking that needs to move up, Chris? Um, If he raced consistently, I think Ryan needs to bump up. Ryan's fast he's good and all that stuff uh ryan kind of just has one of those the he's he's kind of stuck in some bad luck like it seems like every time that kid starts to really start going fast and races and stuff like that he gets hit with an injury yeah he's had a lot and i feel bad for the kid because that's pretty much my whole story right there yeah. like uh, and it, it sucks because every time you get hurt you lose that confidence and then he starts building it back up and then he's racing and he's going good could totally move up to the a class gets hurt yeah 
it's just unfortunate. Because when he's on it racing, you're like, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be here. Yeah. But he's really smoothed it out in the last year. Yeah. Last two years. For sure. I mean, because it used to be he rode a little loose with a lot of control. You can see it's really tucked in. It's gotten a lot tighter. Right. Everything's gotten a lot better on that. He's he's really picked up that form, that technique. Yeah. He's more controlled. He's more confident. You can see when he goes out there, he's not second-guessing stuff. I'm wondering if he's losing interest in it a little bit, though. He said he wants to do freestyle. That's what he wants to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah so maybe he is. Set up freestyle ramp out of his place and start practicing. But no Tanner Neyman. He wants to get in on that with him. Yeah, dude. And how about Neyman making, like, you know, he was in the A class and fast, you know, and then he took a break for a while and now he's came back and he's just like a completely different person. Yeah. Like, holy smokes, fast, controlled, like, Good skill. Yeah. Looks looks real. He looks good. good when he's riding too. Yeah, yeah, he does. He still rides a little on the loose side, yeah. which I'll call him out on that. <laughs> he, he's not anywhere nearly as bad when he was two two two. Remember that? No. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love Tanner Death. The guy's a good dude. So Yeah, great dude. Yeah. Yeah, I get along great with him. But when that ramp was out there, he wasn't because he races a two stroke mm-hmm. at Yamaha. But then that ramp was out there, he had a Honda. Yeah, it's on the four fifty. With the grabs cut in it. Yep. And he was doing grabs over that. I was yeah, like, holy he's, cow. He's got some skill. Yeah. And yeah. he's not afraid. I was watching him do that when I was taking my knee braces off. <laughs> <laughs> Made me take my knee braces off a little faster. <laughs> like, I was like, yep, I don't even want to walk over I there. I gotta dude. go, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I really thought he's gonna do the dead with all in last year. Yeah. Up until he Pushed a little too hard, a little too windy, and uh, end up going down, throwing a whip. Tanner's got balls, though. All yes, Tanner. Tanner's definitely. got balls. <laughs> yep, he'll push it. I mean, he'll do it when other people aren't willing to. It's so. probably the tough part about doing like doing a Deadwood all in. Like you show up and all these people paid for it and stuff, and the wind's just like the couple years ago. And they, I think it was two years ago when they did it, and the wind was just crazy. And was that like, during your wedding? Yeah, it was during Mike's wedding. Yeah, and then like. Oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna do it anyway, I guess. And yeah. that that they didn't have bags then; it was a dirt landing. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Well, we're just gonna do it." Those freestyle guys use their brains <clears throat> way differently than I do. I wouldn't hit it. No way. In the wind? No. Chance. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're like borderline, like you can do grabs and stuff, you know, and you're pretty comfy on a ramp. But then you go out there, and there's a huge crowd, and the wind's blowing like hell, and like you have to be pretty confident just to go do it. Yeah. Because there's not really, like, a whole lot of testing involved yeah. <laughs> at one of those. Well, that's where you get guys like James Carter, who's been doing it for so long. I'm convinced you could, like, light him up with a paintball gun in a backflip, <laughs> and he wouldn't even flinch. Yeah. And we've seen enough of James crash and wadded up, but he's been doing it so long now that what's sketchy to any of us, like, that's, like, child's play to him. Yeah. I seen him do some things where it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. You can tell how like Chris was saying, confidence plays a huge role in that. But man, any picture or anytime you ever watch James, you can tell he's just so confident in what yeah. he's doing and in his own skills and all that stuff. And it's crazy how far that carries him. Yes. And he's strong and he works hard. Oh at yeah, it. for sure. You know what's cool about James though? Super humble. Super humble. Yeah, yeah. like 
one of the most humble people I've ever come across. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. He walks in the shop and it's no different than anyone else walking in and he doesn't act like anyone owes him anything. You which know. which is really cool. You well, know, he, owes, he, yeah. he owes me a commercial. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. If you're listening to this, James, you owe me a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> for our MX sponsor. Well, he just got picked up by uh, Monument Health. Yeah, I saw that. That's good for him. Yeah. yeah. We used to, he used to go to my gym and we'd go in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I just stayed away from him. No. <laughs> I don't want no part of that. Yeah. James is cool, though, because he hooked um, the SDMA up with a foot in the door at Monument. So we've been talking to them as well. And he was the one that's that cool. spilled our name to those guys and got them talking to us. And that's just like, that's what I mean with James, though. Like, yeah, he just, wants to see the progression of the sport. Yeah, for sure. He's not just worried about himself and what he's got no. going on. You know, he wants to see it grow. And like, he's getting these kids to come work out with him and do that training thing up at uh, Monument Health. That's super cool, yeah. dude. You he know, gets like 10 mini riders and 10 pro riders. Yeah. Or 10. Mini bike, ten big bike. Big bike. Yep. Yeah, I've seen them get hyped up over like the little kids more than anything. Yeah. Like the little little ones. He's all about the progression for them and getting them into it. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. cool to see. Well, that's where it starts. I mean, if you start them out on striders and then work right. them into bicycles and work them into motocross, I mean, it will build up to where they could have this the rest of their life. Right. Like I don't ever plan on not riding a bike. Right. That's just cool to see. We're going to get him on. We're going to get him in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have bit. to. Yeah, and I, I talked to him about it, and he, he definitely wants to be in on it. So, Heck, yeah. You guys got tire poppers? You got a rant for us? I, I, I do have one, actually. All right, let's hear it, Mike. You know, when you when you show up to the race, practice hasn't even started yet. Right? You want me to start a timer for you? Yeah, let's All right. Let's see, how, let's see if I can cram this in 30, 30 seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you had one. I got one, too. I really do. I'm probably going to steal it, too. Watch watch me do that twice. Do you want to go first so I don't? Huh? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Timer. Ooh. Right. So, <clears throat> are you ready? Yeah. All right. Mike Neal, tire popper. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so I seen this at the last indoor race that we all just came from. Uh, there's a mini dad out in the parking lot, and I watched him unload this 150, CRF 150, out of the back of a pickup. He, sets, he gets it on the ground, kick, 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 bike starts, <laughs> shuts it off, pushes it in the building. <laughs> oh. Are you kidding me? Way to cold sees it, yeah. You're going to send your kid out on that? High five, bro. <laughs> 28 seconds. Whew. Freaking nailed it. Heck yeah, boys. <laughs> cold start scoring. Dude, yeah. doesn't that, it just makes you like your stomach curdle or your ears curdle. It's just like, oh, God. Gage, you got one? I do. Um, Tell me when you're ready. Okay. Whenever you are. All right. Ready? Go. All right. So when you got mini dads yelling, screaming at the kids, when all they're trying to do is go out and have fun, and I think at that level, they need to have fun. You don't need to push the kid that hard. It's not going to mean anything if they win a championship in the 50 class. It means a lot more once they start moving up. So I'd really get... Frustrated with parents that are slapping their kid in the helmet, chewing them out when they're still just in the 50 class. It doesn't make sense. 26. I freaking hate that, dude. Moto moto parents stand on the side of the track screaming at their kid, go, go, what are you doing? Especially when they start cussing I at them. hate it. Yep. It's like, hate it. I always tried to portray to both my kids when they raced, my love for you does not depend on the results you put on the track. We are racing, so you need 
to try hard. Like put effort. some effort in. Yeah, you gotta try. But where you place doesn't mean anything because it depends on who shows up. Yeah, and a lot of times instead of yelling at your kid to pass that other kid yeah. and most of the time those parents are yelling at their kid coming into a corner yeah like when your kid sh- should be focusing on what's going on in front of him but instead of yelling at their your kid at that time maybe talk to your kid in the pits about standing up once in a while yeah make your kid ride a little bit better teach your kids something on how to ride better instead of just yelling at them to go fast well the worst thing to do to a kid is tell them to go faster when their skill level is not there yet maybe try a thumbs up or yeah. a clap or a good job yeah, yeah. Like holy, your kids, your kids on a fifty, in Rapid City, South Dakota. He might be four years old. Yeah, <laughs> like, like most kids don't even ride a bicycle by four years. The old. The fact that you he is the fact that you gave birth to him in this town, he's not going pro. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Yeah, <laughs> we have like four months out of the year where you get to be outside. He is not going pro living here. Donovan is probably the only exception. Like he's not, or yeah. may, maybe Peters into you know if they just if whatever. Anyway. He's not going pro. Let him have fun. Don't yeah. ruin it for him. And as far as I've ever known, Lee, Lee has n- not yelled at Donovan for his race results. When we were kids and all that stuff, I do not ever remember Lee freaking out on Donovan. No. That's a good one. That makes me mad. It does, dude. That does frustrate <laughs> that makes me. makes my foot twitch, dude. I just want to go start kicking him. <laughs> Dusty, you got one? Yeah. Okay, tell me when you're ready. I hate. Are you ready? Uh, uh, you ready? Yep. All right, go. Uh, uh, so... Mike actually did this. <laughs> yeah, he did. Freshly? Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. Just because I did it, the That's timer gonna, gets to stop? Yeah, I'm, re- I'm that resetting oh, okay. I, don't, I don't even need 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Go. So, <laughs> you spend, you know, not too much time, but a lot of freaking sweat <laughs> building a jump. Okay, this is part of the free riding side. You, you get guys that'll come up to a jump. Barely get enough speed to get to the top, but yet roost it to get over the lip and just shoot all that on dirt, dirt. We just threw on it. I mean, there the, people don't know there. This is coming from my BMX side. There, there is a process. If if we don't pack it down, and we usually do it with our bikes. That's why we, I don't know if you saw us roll it a million fucking times. Yeah, well, and I was like, well, Dusty's doing it. I can roll it once. <laughs> That's yeah. literally what I thought. Like, oh, I could roll that once real so quick. So it helps the length, like the length of the jump to get all your speed at the bottom, pull your clutch, and coast over. And it helps it pack in, and it'll last a lot longer. It's weird. It'll last longer. I, I okay. I well, unbeknownst to you, no. 56 seconds, and I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Because this is something you get I was, very angry I was about. standing there shoveling it. Dude, yeah. I, I'm like, I yeah. heard him yelling at me before my tires were even on the ground. Him and he, Ryan Eaton followed him off, dude. And they got, they were doing good and not too bad, you know. I'm like, they're just going to ploop over it, you know. As soon as they got to the belly of that thing, just started doing trench work. <laughs> digging it. Left a hole in that thing. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, pull your clutch in when we're packing jumps. It helps. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. I, I learned my lesson. That was a good one. I wish I would have thought of that one. That's yep. almost as bad as the Moto Dad thing. What's your rant? I'm getting there. I gotta get my timer back out. All right, here we go. Here's Chris's here's mine. Chris, I don't know why this day. makes me mad, but it does. Okay, practice. B class. I don't know if it's like this for any other class. I just know because of B class. 450 B. We have three practices because there's so many dudes there. Three of them, and like these are dudes I've never seen before. All of them riding 450B. And you get a ticket, so it's like 
This is your one practice. So all these dudes are practicing. You're like, where all these dudes come from? We get to race. There's seven dudes on the gate. Like, get in your own practice. Quit taking 450 practice because 250 sketches you out. And then they roll it. 3029. They roll everything. And you can't jump nothing. They do. I don't know what they're doing in our practice. Being snakes. We've dealt with this our whole career. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'll just But when I was when I was racing a lot and like before I was in the A class, I would always race or practice in a class above. Yeah. There you tra- go. Trying to go faster. But, but would you at least jump the stuff? I would do all the jumps. Yeah. Yes. yes. I think it's C class because C class is sketchy. You know what you guys well, need to do? Sometimes they don't know. They just like, oh, there's practice going on. We just can get out there. They're walking no around idea. looking at everybody going C or B. And they're, they're like, B? And they're like, yeah, I'm B. <laughs> All 40 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that one. Maybe you guys should just start practicing in the A class. No. That's the, that's dude, the exact A-class, thing I'm complaining about. A class is the easiest one, dude. Everybody just hops in a line and you just jump everything first lap and be done. With I that. can do that maybe two laps, but then I gas out. And I'm like... I'm in everybody's way. I can't <laughs> focus now. <laughs> I can give good two hard laps, first two laps. Yeah. That's it. I'm gassed. I'm old. I gas out. I can't compete with an 18-year-old. <laughs> right. How old are you? 35. Oh, oh you got time, man. <laughs> got time. Chris, how old are you? Uh, 27. When's oh, you're in your prime. Yeah. Yeah. He, I've only been riding for five what, years. What's Donovan's same age? Yeah. You got to think. I'm 27. I'm blown out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but when did you get a bike? Seven? Yeah. Okay, so by the time you hit 27, you've been riding for 20 years? Yeah, the ratio's a little off. Yeah. yeah. I got five. You yeah. Got two and a half? Yeah. Those, those first 20 years are tough on a guy. That's <laughs> where the learning comes in. Pretty slow learner, fellas. You got to get going, Mike? Yeah, I do. All right, we're going to get rid of Mike, and then uh, should, call, should call your um, cousin. Do you want to stay for that real quick? You can stay. I, I suppose I'll stay for a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Quick break. It just sucks that I live all the way in Spearfish, dude. That's a, it feels like I'm driving all the way back to Wyoming. Yeah, I know. That's your problem. Not You're making your problem our problem. That's not our problem. Not our problem. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We are going to give Eric Molman a call, which is Gage's cousin. Yep, he's a Kawasaki rep. He's a Kawasaki rep out of... Salt Lake Salt City. Lake City. So we'll give him a call. See if we can get, get some cowies. Right? Yeah. Dude, we could get sponsored by Kawasaki. Why not? <laughs> I cool. bet Eric would love to see us all on cowies. Let's see if he's going to answer. Hello. Eric Molman. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? You are first caller on Flat Tire Factory Podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, we got Dusty. Dusty, what's up? How's it going? Mike Neal. What's up, man? And I haven't talked cousin, to you in a while. Your cousin uh, Gage over here. Yeah, we're all looking uh, to get a Cowie sponsorship here. Yeah, we heard you're the Cowie rep, and we're trying to see uh, how we get on some green bikes. <laughs> oh, they're available at the dealership. <laughs> I heard you're the guy. <laughs> you're the dealership guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I do dealer support, yeah. <laughs> Where do you do but, uh, uh, support out of? Uh, so my official title is a field service advisor. Um, what I do is I help dealerships with anything service related, really. So warranty stuff, uh, technical issues, um, any, anything like that. And, um, 
we're assigned to a territory and my territory is Colorado, Utah, Nevada, Idaho. So, um, just on a normal year, of course, travel around quite a bit, visiting dealers and helping them out. Um, you know, this year of course has been a lot different. Uh, we've been trying to do as much as we can from home and, uh, you know, via emails and phone calls and stuff like that. So, so are you out of Salt Lake now? Yeah. Yes. I live about 30 minutes South of Salt Lake. Nice. I just seen Kawasaki won the 450 shootout. I think it was in dirt bike. Yeah. I think we won, um, dirt bike and vital, I think as well. Dang that vital one. That vital one's pretty uh, competitive. Yeah. And, uh, maybe where was it? Swap moto. I can't remember now. I know we got a few wins. How do we? In the how do we get like ten pounds off of it? <laughs> Don't need to. Like, oh, <laughs> it, it's, oh no! It's... You got to remember, Chris is riding the KTM, so he's all about the velocity. Like, I don't understand there. where we win all these shootouts, but it's like, and it's like twenty pounds heavier, but it's still yeah, it's, it's all about balance. Chris, you know how yeah. you lose the twenty pounds? On the spec sheet, yeah. You know, you look at the spec sheet; it is heavier than a KTM Husqvarna. Um, we are the lightest of the Japanese 450s. That's true. That's true. Uh, but, you know, it all, how it translates to the track. Probably the throatiest know. out of the Japanese ones, too. I, bottom end, anyway. Yeah, and you, and you have a 2020, uh, don't you? Mine's a 2019, but uh, as far as from 2019 to the 2021, the only thing that's changed is the handlebars and the clutch. So They went um, hydraulic clutch, right? Yeah, yes. The 2019 was the first year of the new generation with the hydraulic clutch and back to the spring fork, um, which that, of course, added a little bit of weight to the bike. Um, but way then, better for the local rider. The, oh, for sure. The it, spring fork's just, way you better. Don't have to, yeah, you don't have to mess with checking your air all the time, and you don't have to worry about it building pressure as it heats up. And, you know, it's just a lot less maintenance is the main thing. And for your average rider, you know, there's, they're already high maintenance enough being a race bike. You know, just adding one more thing with the air forks is. Well, I'm talking to two it, guys who that also have air forks. Yeah, we're over here rolling our eyes. <laughs> Cause I got kids. Yeah. Check your air all the time. There's 30 seconds of my life gone. <laughs> so. I'll be honest, that 2019 when that came out, that was tempting. That was a, that was a nice bike. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's, I love it. I mean, I'm not just being biased either since I work for him, but um, out of all the 450s that I've ridden, and I've ridden most of the new ones, um, you know, each bike has its, its little things that it does better than the other. Um, but for me, and I'm, I'm a taller guy, I'm six foot one, and uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a smoother type of rider. So for me, the overall package just, I, I had the most comfort out of the Kawasaki. Um, it didn't get twitchy and choppy, rough stuff. Uh, you know, I can, it, it really fit my style a lot better than, than most of the other bikes did. And, you know, taking all bias out of it. I've owned a Honda before. I've owned Yamahas and um, I've ridden my buddies, KTMs and stuff. And no, so Suzuki's they're all great though, right? bikes. Yeah, they all do certain things better than each other, you know. But uh, 
We got Mike here defending Suzuki. Yeah. Every time he says Suzuki, I hit this little button. Yeah, he's still kicking it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Got the the ninety eight twenty eighteen. Yeah, buddy. The, the man edition with the kicker. Hey, hey, man. I, that, it's proven. It's a proven good bike. Yeah. Works great. Every yeah, time. in ninety eight, they proved it was nice. About three of them kicks. Yeah. That motor's running, and they they proved you didn't have to change anything for ten years. That's right. <laughs> Still has hey, more. And- and you can save about three grand. That's yeah. true. That's true. I was telling these guys, um, when I bought my new KTM, the dealer here, they're the KTM and a Suzuki dealer. And I already knew what I wanted when I went in there. And I told them what I wanted. And I told them I was paying them cash. So we go over to this 450 um, SX and he's talking about it. He's like, well, have you ever thought about a two-stroke? And like, I can't ride two strokes to save my life. Like if, if I was to get hurt, give me a two-stroke. Because about yeah. the first half of the turn, I figure out that it has no engine braking <laughs> and then it's too late but uh, he's yeah. like have you ever thought of a two-stroke they're way cheaper and they're easy to fix blah 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 and i'm like no i don't want a two-stroke and he's like, well, have you ever thought about a suzuki it's like, it's like three grand <laughs> cheaper i'm like no dude yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong and, with and, old rm army all right yeah uh, there really isn't so i in 2016 i uh when i was still living in, in georgia uh, a buddy of mine was racing the nationals as a privateer and uh he didn't have anybody to mechanic for him at bud's creek in maryland so he asked me if i would do it so um at that and that year he was riding a, an rmz 450 and other than suspension setup he had it revalved and sprung um and everything and he had a high compression piston in it and his handlebars and that was it stock exhaust stock everything else and he qualified 20th in the 450 class dang oh save it mike suck it easy chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then then the next year he uh got a coward didn't he KTM. oh here we go uh, top so 20 2017 top 15. and then he yeah i wear I, I mechanic for him at uh at the tennessee national in muddy creek that year and uh his KTM was even more stock. The only thing he'd switched on it was his handlebars. And we, we played with the suspension setup a little bit, just clickers and sag and stuff. And he qualified 18th that year. So on a take that Mike, (laughs) that's two horns, Mike. (laughs) So I mean, that sucks. He told that story right after the first one. Yeah, Eric, you could have just left it. <laughs> I'm so glad he did. Dude. It just goes to show you these these stocks, these new 450s, they're they're just so good. And that's know, at the national the level. I mean, that's at the top level of our sport. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Uh, Max Tannenbaum. <laughs> He's still riding. So he, uh, yeah, he he only did. In 2016 was the first year he he did a few. He did uh, Bud's Creek. He did High Point, and I think Indiana. I'm trying to remember back that far. Yeah. And then in 2017, he only did like three or four as well. Um, and then he hasn't done any since. What do you think of uh, Suzuki rolling up? Oh, folding up their race team. Yep. I uh, kind of saw it coming, and um, their Suzuki in the U.S. has been 
they've been struggling for a long time um, financially. Um, you know, they back in 2010 they they closed down the automotive division in the U.S. Um, and that was kind of the writing on the wall. You know, like it was only a matter of time before they were going to downsize power sports too, just because their their sales have been struggling across the board and. You know, majority majority of the profit is made in street bike and ATV, and now nowadays side by side sales. Um, you know, the markup on dirt bike stuff it's it's so small that they'd have to sell. I mean, huge huge numbers of them to really affect the bottom line of the company. Yeah. So, you know, when their their street bike market started suffering um and then they don't they didn't get into the side-by-side game so they've just kind of slowly slowly shrunk and downsized a little does so, Cow- does cowie see a boost out of that oh for sure yeah 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 the side-by-side market you know we we've been in it for a long time with well since 1988 with the utility vehicles the mules and then we got into the recreational stuff back in 2007 or eight with the Terex. And then now we have the new 1000 Terex and, um, you know, the, the, the profit margins are just huge on side by side. So, yeah, especially with everything that's going on too. It seems like people are buying yeah. that stuff up like crazy. I've seen more cowies this year than I think I ever have. Out yeah. on the racetrack, yeah, for sure. There's a there's a lot of yeah. them at the. It races. used to be a Honda and Yamaha show. I mean, as yeah. you've seen one or two Cowies, one or two Suzukis, and then everything else is Honda, Yamaha, maybe a couple KTM's. Well, that new bike's nice, but that yeah, that went, Cowie is really taken off. Yeah, so <laughs> believe it or not, uh, 2019 and 2020 in the 450 class, we've had the biggest market share we've sold the most out of all the manufacturers Dang. that we have had like 28% of the market in the 450 class, Dang. which is the largest portion. So, um, you know, we're stoked on it, of course, but you know, we go back a few years to when we had the air forks and nobody wanted it because just because of the air forks. What do you think about so, the new gas gas coming out? <clears throat> Barsha. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I give kudos to KTM for keeping this, keeping more more riders on factory bikes. You know, as far as that goes, I mean, you know, we can all say the the it's just a red KTM, which it really is, and you know, Husqvarna is basically just a white KTM. But you know, they're providing more jobs for riders and 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 more flavor. So you know, it's it's cool to well, see. There's Not, slight differences. I mean, to where it caters to one person a little bit more than another. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the Husqvarna's have slowly started to separate themselves um, from the KTM. You know, they the suspension's quite a bit different. They have you know different airbox and subframe instead of the aluminum subframe and all that, which is it creates a different feel on the bike for sure. Yeah. Not that Yamaha and Kawasaki like they've been handing out rides like crazy. It seems like. What oh, Yamaha yeah. has both the Martin brothers now, don't they? 
Uh, no, Yamaha just has um, Jeremy Martin. Oh, what happened to Troll Train? Uh, he's not actually on Factory Yamaha. He's on a. He is on. J Mart's on Star, right? Yep, J Mart's on Star, and then Alex Martin is. He's on the Rock River. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. It was like the old Cycle Trader team, but they yeah. lost uh, Cycle Trader. But yeah, 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 I do like what you said there, Eric. It's cool that KTM. <clears throat> yeah, it sucks that it's pretty much a KTM field anymore, but. And with teams like Geico and JGR folding their doors, it's cool to see KTM spending the money and starting up another team. You know, they're fielding three riders, I believe, two 250s and a 450 guy. Like, that's that's pretty cool to see them put their money back yeah. towards racing. Yeah, especially after Geico folding up and, and JGR folding up. You know, that was a huge blow to the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both teams in one year. Yeah, and JGR had both 250 and 450 riders. So, yeah, and Geico Honda had like six 250F riders, I think, or something like something yeah. crazy like that. You know, that's a lot of guys just left without a job now. I mean, yeah, you see all the yeah. teams that folded over the years. You know, Hart and Huntington, and you know, Carmichael had a big hand in a lot of that stuff too, and and obviously Kerry Hart. But you, you see all these little satellite teams that did very well, yeah. you know, for what they're given. Um, like the old Chaparral Honda team, Yamaha of Troy, all those yeah. little independent teams. It's cool Chaparral Honda is somewhat coming back with Michael Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Bit. Yep. yeah. They got two riders, right, Eric, I think? Yeah, I think they're – well, they, he's trying to get four. Um, I, I know he has two signed already, but he's looking to get two more. If, but that all depends on funding. Um you know, if if he can't get any more money out of the sponsors, then two is all he's going to run with. So at least he nailed down Carson Mumford, though that that was a good steal for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So real quick, who who's got the Supercross this year? Oh yeah, who's got it? You know he's going to say Eli. Hundred <laughs> percent, he says Eli. Seven deuce deuce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you know. Come on, of crystal ball, rub, rub the crystal ball. Who do you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Tomac fan, so have been for a very long time. But I'd love to see him win it again. But he's got his work cut out for him this year, I think, more so than even last year. Think Cincerello's got it? Uh, Cincerello's going to be better, for sure. That's, um, that's my opinion. You know, Cincerello's a good starter, too. That's Tomac. So, he starts 10th and then comes back. Yeah. What about Roxon? You just never know which Roxon you're going to get. And ain't that That's, the truth? He, you know, look at last year, well, 2020, um, just in, in a week's time, you know, in Salt Lake City at the end of the year, he went from podium to getting lapped by, you know, Tomac and Webb. In within three days, you think Webb's so, got it? Yeah, so Webb will Webb will be the same guy. You know, Webb's just steady. He's he's solid and steady. Um, almost you know, like a, almost Webb like a dungy. Yeah, yeah. Webb's not going to be any faster than he was in the, in twenty twenty, but you can count on him being a good starter, and you know you can count on him late in the race, just still still pushing and going for it and you know he's he's gonna be solid cool well it's good talking with you eric 
Glad to get you on. That was a lot of good info. Yeah, it was. So, uh, where yeah. can we expect bikes? <laughs> all the, all our 2021 bikes are in dealerships now. Yeah, nice bike. Or even on one motorbike, all new 250 and uh, the updated 450. What all did they switch on their 250Fs? Just literally everything yep. from the ground up. Yep. It's oh, it's a new bike. New frame. Yep. Yep. New frame. All new body work. Uh, new engine with hydraulic clutch, electric start. It's crazy what a magic button and a hydraulic clutch will get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are they going to play available or yeah. are they a little low on stock because of the whole COVID thing? Uh, it took us longer to get them in dealers, but they're readily available. You know, we, we knew it was going to be a good year, so we they built extra bikes. <laughs> so not going to run out premature? It shouldn't be. You know, we shouldn't be, but I mean, you know, like I was to say for, I think somebody mentioned it earlier, you see a lot more cowies, you know, out of amateur races and stuff now. Um, I mean, for amateur racing, if you're chasing contingency money, you pretty much should ride a cowie. Yeah, the cowies do got a good program there. Wasn't there a deal we, with Honda where... They weren't running 21s because they couldn't get parts for them. They were running 20s, even though the 21s were out. That's just uh, the Moto Concepts team. Oh, is that what yep. it was? So okay. Mike Genova yeah. and Tony Alessi's team. They were running 20s. And Vince Freeze is going to ride the 21 and develop that, while Tickle... Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. But uh, Tickle and Benny Bloss and... Eric, who's their other rider? Do you know? Uh, Freezy... Tickle, Benny Bloss, and there's one more. Man, I can't remember. Oh, now Shane either. McElrath, that's who it is. They're oh, all yeah, gonna, yeah. they're all going to be on 2020s, and then Vince Freeze will be on the 21 developing that. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a that was the team's decision more than anything. Um, Honda has plenty of bikes; they could have got 21 bikes, but it's undeveloped as a factory level race bike. So. Um, they weren't going to be able to get any part, any factory parts from Honda for the 21 where Honda would, was willing to give them some extra 2020 factory parts. So oh, there you go. Um, That's yeah. weird for a company as big as Honda There's as much money as they have yeah. to have to do something like that. But Moto yeah. Concepts is a privately owned team, so they can, they can technically race whatever bike they wanted as long as it's within the three, three years. years. Yep. Yeah, and, and I don't. I think you know Honda helps the team out, but um, it was mostly Brayton and Malcolm Stewart that were getting like the the true factory parts. Nice. And now that they're not on the team, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what kind of parts they'll be getting. But I know Brayton was getting like factory clutches and factory front brake and in wheels and, and stuff like that. And factory suspension but race tech was doing the setup for them so and they were having at least those parts from honda was that race tech internals then that they were using or was it actual honda stuff and race tech was putting their stickers on it and then helping them adjust it so it was all factory internals um but race tech was doing like setting up the shim stacks and you know oil levels and spring rates and you know dialing it in for them but yeah it's like all the 
the internal parts and the internal coatings were all the factory stuff on, nice. on Brayton's Moto Concept bikes. Hmm. Well, that's a good bunch of information. <clears throat> Any Cowie questions before we let you go, boys? Are you switching, no. Dusty? No. No. <laughs> Sorry. We'll probably get Mike Neal switch. Dude, I rode, Suzuki's about out. I rode Cowie's for a year. That was expensive. That. It was expensive, Eric. That <laughs> cost me a lot of money that year. It wasn't yeah. wasn't the bike's fault or anything like that. And I, dude, I loved those cowies. I felt great on them things. I loved them, but just had yeah. The, the new bike you just gotten, you know, so much better too. It's like thought, all of them have. Everyone I talked to said they have a real neutral feel. They're not. They don't get weird at turn in or turn out. They they tend they, to do really well. They feel like a true Japanese bike. Every yeah. time I've ever ridden the Cowie. That 119 yeah. I rode had the soft tune in it, and I was trying to catch Dusty at Mike's, and we were going over the table, and I, like, I got squirrely in the corner, so I was like, trying to catch up to him, and I just cracked it a little bit going off that lip. As soon as I got in the air, I'm like, that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> I was much. probably like... I was probably like a bike higher than Dusty in the air, and I'm like, oh no, this and is I, not. I mean, barely cracked it, just trying to catch him, and boom, moon on the soft tune. On the soft tune, <laughs> and I'm like, that's soft. <laughs> yeah, all, that's, that's the rain mode. All these 50s, man, they they're fast. You got to It's easy to over jump stuff. <laughs> yeah, level of respect there for sure. All right, Eric. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking our call. That's a lot of cool information. Yeah, it was. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Catch you later. Yep. Eric Molman, everybody. That was good. That was cool. That was a lot of cool information. He's got a lot of knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Sounded like he's at the races every weekend. He goes to a lot. Does he? That's a cool job. Yeah. And he races a lot in them training and stuff. So, How much older is he than you, Gage? He's younger than I am. He is? Yep. He's like the younger, more improved Gage Molman. Ooh. <laughs> Faster, Ooh. more agile. Yeah, definitely. Four, the four-stroke Gage Molman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Gage is still air-cooled over there. Yeah, no <laughs> joke. Please don't be 90 out today. <laughs> uh, you boys got anything else? Uh, I think I think we're good, man. Okay, we're going to thank uh, r and Recycling, Perfect Structure, Flat Tire Factory, and MX Connection for making this possible. If you have questions or you want to see someone on this podcast, you can email flattirefactory at gmail.com. Remember, 100% of our profits go back to you guys. We'll catch you on episode two, huh? You bet. See you, fellas. See you guys.